Hello, ladies and gentlemen, folks out there in listening land. It's another episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And just like Han, we never ride solo. I don't have Johnny with me tonight, so for my wingman, my co-pilot this evening, I've got Nick with us from All Access Geek. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight, sir? Awesome. And who else do you have in the car with you this evening? Uh, I've got my girlfriend uh, Evie. She's here, and she's uh, she's playing the role of Chewie tonight. She's uh, she's my pilot. Awesome. I'm just out here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just out here being a nerf herder. Awesome. Well, Evie, awesome. Number one for driving him, so he could do the show. We greatly appreciate it, and it'll be awesome having you on the show too. Also, uh, I'm going to throw this out there as just a little bit of a warning to our fans, and also to Johnny when he decides to bitch slap me later. Uh, the audio quality on this episode is going to be a little interesting. Just because uh, Nick is driving uh, on his way back from, uh, well, actually, am I allowed to tell him what you were doing today, Nick? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. They didn't really tell us there was a non-disclosure agreement. I mean, so I was just doing extra work, so I know that they're, they've already announced they're doing a season three, so I mean, I'm sure that's okay. Okay. Well, Nick actually today was on set of Blackish and did a lot of really, really cool extra work, and, um, you know... He's driving home from Orlando because you've been in Orlando all day, haven't you? Yeah, we got up at like uh, 5 to actually oh drive up there to make our call at like 6.30. Yeah. So we've been going since like 6.30. Nick, can you hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. I think we drove through a dead spot. Yeah, yeah. It said the internet kicked out on you. But you were saying you've been up since like 5.30. You've been up since the ass crack of dawn, which I want to say thank you guys for just even making this work today because you could have easily just said, fuck it, I'm tapping out. But you you, you stepped up to the plate and were able to come on the happy hour with Johnny Deuce. And we, I, I greatly, personally, greatly appreciate that, brother. Oh, pre- uh, yeah, man. Uh, I just, I've been looking forward to this for, uh, for some time now, so I'm glad to be on here and uh, talk about what we're doing. Well, awesome. Well, that's the first thing. Let's just, you know, get it right out the gate and just hit it right off the bat. What do you guys got going on, man? All right. So uh, we're going to be working our hardest to try and bring more and more new, like, video submissions. Um, We're going to be starting up a new uh, weekly segment we're going to call What's That Wednesdays, where we're going to give a little bit of uh, background information on things you should know for upcoming movies and TV shows. Pretty much like... uh, Marvel and DC 101, like what you should know about certain characters. Uh, we're probably going to start filming that in the next week or so. Nice. Um, and then we're kicking off um, some original content. Um, I'm not certain if uh, Mike would ever this with you. All right, so the new original content is called Capes. I think the easiest way I can describe it is if Cheers was written by Kevin Smith starring superheroes. Well, I like it, and me and Mike actually talked about it for a hot minute, and I said, I really liked the idea, but also what I really liked about the idea is it was really original, because I was like, I've been a comic book fan for years, and I can't say of anything off the top of my head I can think of where it was more of a behind-the-scenes of superheroes, like when they go and hang out at a bar, or when they you know take time off their soup, like when they're done being you know a superhero for the day, like... They have love lives and they have, you know, family lives, but also they go out and drink and party and do other things. And I don't think we've had anything like that before. Yeah, I think the most we had was a, a poker game every now and Yeah, like you might have that yeah, or, or, or something like that. But to really do this, I, I, number one, I think it's an amazing idea and it's definitely an original idea. I also got to say I love the set of cojones you and Mike have on you because he was like, yeah, we're not making up fake characters. We're using original characters which 
as a creator, in my mind, I would think has got to be a little scary because it gets kind of dicey when you're using original characters because you might get that ugly uh, cease and assist. So I, I, I got to give you guys mad props. I mean, you know, these characters have been around for years. I mean, pretty much everybody's taken a pen to them to try and uh, tell their own story with them. I mean, you know, we're definitely going to try uh, try our hand at it. Uh, maybe DC or Marvel might not like it. Maybe they will like it, and they'll invite us on board. But, I mean, I've always wanted to see Superman get drunk and tell dick and fart jokes. So, I mean, let's 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 knock this out of the park. Yeah, and also, uh, the, the funny thing is, is it, it'll be original. I mean, it's something like, I, I, I can't think of anything, at least off the top of my head, where I've seen where it's like, Batman or Superman telling dick and fart jokes or Batman hitting on ladies or, you know, like them getting drunk at a bar doing like bros night out, you know, or or even better having the girls all do like a girls night out and see what happens. Like, I mean, there's a lot of areas where you can play with that, where I think at number one, as a writer, it's got to be fun. Number one, as a writer, it's got to be fun because you're just totally can do whatever you want with the characters. But also, I think it's really, really neat and really, really fun because you can kind of get a new twist and a new take on these characters by being able to do kind of what you want with them, especially in that environment. Yeah, so pretty much with uh, with us, I mean, with these characters, they've been around for, I mean, Superman and Batman, 25 years now. Uh, everyone's pretty much had their hand at painting their own stories with the, with the brush of these characters. And I mean, we we've always kind of dreamt of doing that. And so, I mean, personally, it's our chance to do that, but in an interesting and new way. And also, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to see Superman get sloshed and tell dick and fart jokes. So I think that'll be a, a nice a nice treat for some fans who might share my own you know, personal desires. Well, that, and I think it's also nice because then you could do, like, you know, the, the you know Batman and Superman and Cyborg and all them doing, like, a bros night out. But then you could also have the ladies doing, like, a ladies' night out and, like, the crazy shenanigans they get into. Um, and it gives you a lot of, like, just a lot of things to play with. Yeah. Yeah, we've, uh, we've definitely uh, crafted a, uh, um, an interesting take. We, we did about three episodes so far. But, I mean, we've got um, an, an additional three uh, already, like, planned out with uh, ideas in the can for more, you know, in the off chance that DC and Marvel don't hit us with that cease and desist letter. Well, no, but that sounds cool because if, if, if I'm picking up what you're putting down, if you will, you've got three in the can, like, video-wise. Like, they're taped, they're ready to go. And then you've got three, what you might say, in pre-production where you got the scripts ready to go. You just got to film them. Uh, well, actually, we're, about, we're actually about to start filming the first uh, the first three episodes. Uh, we, we've actually just been... Because uh, what we're doing is we're... We're taking it, we're being very meticulous because what we want to do is actually knock all three out in one day. It's kind mm. of a, uh, yeah, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely a Hail Mary, but we kind of want to knock it out in one day. So we're, we're planning everything pretty much to a T. I mean, we're storyboarding. We're going to come up with every shot we need to. And we're going to have all of our actors uh, have their, you know, have their lines down pat. And we're just going to just show mm-hmm. up at like six in the morning in a bar and just like start knocking it out. Well, I got to say, number one, the cojones on you, Nick. Uh, I love it. I love a guy that's got a plan and it's like, hey, I want to swing for the fences. Because that, that's a ballsy move saying we're, we're going to film all three episodes one day, beginning to end. Um, but you're also being smart because you're doing all the pre-production work. You're like, hey, we're storyboarding it. We're writing it. We're, we're, not, you know, we're not winging this thing. We're going to have this thing locked and cocked. So when we get there at 6 a.m., 
uh, we're ready to go. Um, so, but I'm excited. Do you have any kind of like, I wouldn't say ETA, but like any kind of like idea on when maybe that stuff's going to start slowly hitting all access geek? Um, I think that our plan right now is by the end of September, we're going to start putting out like either a little teaser vignette type things, introducing the characters and who's playing them. Okay. Uh, we're kind of hoping to maybe have everything in, done and just in the editing room by the end of September. And then maybe towards the end of uh, October, start putting those out. I think it, I think it should be kind of cool to start doing that like right around Halloween. I mean, since you are doing cosplay and all these yeah. costumes, I think we'll start dropping around that time. Yeah, also the good news with that is is you're kind of a little bit further away from con season because right now you're still in the middle of the, the mega cons and the dragon cons and the, you know, all the big cons seem to be in the summer. So now that yeah. it's, you know, it that'll be kind of more of an off season. Uh, I, I think that's a just a great idea. Yeah, and especially I know that we have plans to hit up uh, Megacon Tampa. Um, so maybe we can start promoting it there. Um, and I think we, I think we're talking to them about trying because Mike and I will always do a uh, Marvel vs. DC panel. I think we're actually trying to get a panel to try and do that again this year. Well, I know Mike told us on an interview we had with him earlier that he, I guess, is going to be a, a cosplay guest for uh, MegaCon Tampa Bay MegaCon. But also, he told us. Um, that I guess there is another show that you guys kind of got in the pipeline that you're going to be trying and shooting that time too, which is kind of a all access behind the scenes, kind of like what really goes down at cons. Yeah, we've uh, we've always won, we've always been uh, pushing to do a show to show you know how nerds party at cons. I mean, obviously in culture now they people think of nerds as being timid; they don't really party. And, you know, we're like, no, we're, we definitely want to drink, we want to read comics, and we want to argue and yell at each other while doing body shop on people. So, I mean, we want to kind of show that more and bring that more to the forefront so people can, so we can like, show the world that, hey, no, nerds, nerds exist, they can party, and they can probably party harder than you. Yeah, and that that's what I, I love about Mike, and one of the reasons why I love Mike so much. I said, look, if I had to have a geek ambassador, I'd want it to be you because – you you know sports you can throw game at the ladies you drink like you're just a well-rounded dude who happens to like geeky shit so i would much rather you be my ambassador for geekdom than say something like the big bang theory because you are a representation of me that is completely fucking not yeah they're, they're still in the mindset of nerds from like the 80s and like what pop culture turned them into in the 80s and like no we've come a long way since that there's you been got like captain of the football team reading comic between like the screen game well just like pokemon go there's been an evolution and and definitely it's changed and things have changed with geeks i mean we're into so many things now and the other thing is geekdom is so mainstream now because like you just said like back when i was in school back in the you know late 90s um you know, it was a geeky thing to read comics, but now, you know, the captain of the football team's reading comics. Hell, the 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 captain of the cheerleading squad is going to see the newest Captain America movie. So it's a completely different mindset and a completely different spectrum than what it was before. Exactly. Yeah, cause I remember. I remember even in uh, in middle school myself. Like, we uh, we had a project where we had to write a. Um, uh, essay about somebody who helped change America for the better. And people are doing like, you know, the, the typical ones, uh, 
Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington Carver. And I'm over here like doing Stan Lee and they're like, Stan Lee who? I'm like, no, his name is Stan Lee. And they're like, who's that? And so I, I just actually wrote an essay on him when I was like 12. <laughs> well, but no, but I mean, that's awesome because I mean, to a lot of people, he did change the game because if, for better or for worse, comic books are kind of like our mythos when it comes to America. Like there are uh, Athena and our Hercules, if you will. There are kind of like mythical heroes. And we have so many years of comics and stories and so many stories with these characters that these are like near and dear and true to people's hearts. So, I mean, he really is a, 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 a character, if you will, Stan Lee, or as I like to say, Stan motherfucking Lee. Uh, that really changed the game, you know? Yeah. So what else do you got going on with All Access Geek that's going on soon that we can check out? Uh, right now the big push is for capes, obviously, and then uh, with What's uh, what, what's That Wednesdays. Um, but from there we, we hope to uh, start launching more and more series, and uh, if we can garner interest in it, we're going to try and make that more of a full-time thing with original content. Um, we've actually been hitting up a couple um, local celebrities to try and get them to come on board. I really can't say who they are right now until we get that finalized. Um, we're going to try and get some guest spots uh, from people who are well-known in the community, uh, people who uh, are active on you know on television shows. Right. So we're trying to make a push for that as well. Um, there's actually a couple, a couple of shows we've just been kicking around the office just trying to figure out how we want to do it. But I think... Um, after capes there's uh there's one we would like to do a mockumentary um regarding a pimp and uh we've got like we've got some uh you know ideas outlined for that so i think we just now, now need to actually sit down and just start writing it well and i guess that's the other thing too because um it's kind of the shoes on a different foot because here at the happy hour it's great because you know me and Johnny, we come in, we drink a couple beers, we talk about the things we love, and we, you know, it, it kind of writes itself. I mean, it's it's not like what you guys do, which uh, uh, so many props to you, Nick, because, I mean, to sit down, to put pen to paper, come up with an idea, script it out, script out all the lines, I mean, that that's hell of a hard work. You know, I think I think you're giving me a little too much credit there. I mean, honestly, what it is is that uh, it's a very similar process. Mike will come over. He and I and Evie will sit around. We'll uh, we'll pour ourselves some uh, some liquor. We'll uh, fire up the hookah and we'll just sit around and we'll just bullshit. And then from that we just start riffing off each other and ideas sort of spring forth. And we're like, okay, we've got jokes. Now we need to put them together in a cohesive storyline. And that's where we actually try to actually use the old brain pan for that. Well, and that's the tough part because being a uh, a comedian myself, I mean that's the the tough part coming up with the jokes not necessarily is the hard part it's the making the joke fit and making the material fit like you know if that makes any sense because from a comedian standpoint i can get two or three good punch lines but it's it's how you write the joke and how you make the set work is kind of what really does it and that's kind of what you do with your writing like you might be riffing and coming up with jokes but getting the stuff to fill in between the jokes because you can't have punchline 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 that's the tough part. Yeah, and I think I think we really hit our own stride in that sense because uh, Mike and I used to try and do stuff separately, and for me it was more I was always about story, and then Mike was always like 
punchline, 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 his kind of fell flat after a while because, I mean, you can't really just maintain a 30-minute just laugh. So he needed to break that up. And so I think when we started actually giving that, uh, you know, forming that give and take that you get when you're collaborating, that's when it started really popping in our eyes. Well, see, I, I love to think of you and Mike, to use a, a, a nerd analogy, as kind of like Voltron. Be- and EV2, to a, a degree, by yourselves, you're still fucking robot lions. But when you all three get together, you form like this massive fucking robot that just destroys everything. And that's the way I see it when the three of you guys get together. Because when I see the content the three of you guys put together, it's phenomenal, man. Like, literally, it'll make me stop what I'm doing at work uh, and, like, stop and be like, oh, man, I need to watch this. Like, you know... I know whatever I'm going to watch is going to be really, really good. You know, I think I think comparing us to Voltron is probably the highest praise I've ever gotten in my entire life, and I'm going to thank you for that because after watching the newest Netflix series, uh, I can say that I'm just that's I'm ecstatic. I wish I had a giant lion that I can destroy stuff with now. Well, like I said, man, I like the stuff that you guys do together, and I, I got to throw Evie in this too because she does a lot of cool stuff. Like I, I'm on her Facebook feed and yours and Mike's. And just the th- things all you guys are doing are so cool between the acting and all access geek that, you know, I just kind of want more. Yeah. And we'll actually, we're actually going to uh, try to deliver on that because uh, Evie's just all over the place. She's bouncing around. She's hitting up. She's got a job. She's uh, hitting, uh, you know, hitting the ground running with like actual theater, with getting on television shows, doing like commercials and stuff. And so we're going to, like, force her down and actually make her be in one of our all-access geek productions. And so you're going to see that with Capes because um, it's kind of – we're dealing with all these the multiverse, but really at its core it's a story about Power Girl and Huntress because we kind of like the idea of C-list heroes um, just ragging on, like, the, the top tier of heroes in that universe. And uh, Evie is just great at improv, and so she's going to be our Huntress, our Helena Bertinelli, and we're going to have our Power Girl uh, announced in a – in a couple of weeks here, and uh, just I, I just know when they get together and they start riffing off each other, it's going to be magic. Well, awesome! And if you uh, if you never need any extras, Deuce is uh, Deuce is always here with his his comedy and acting chops to jump in at any given point. Because we at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce always love to cross promote and expand. And speaking of cross promote, we got to take a quick break because we got to pay some bills. And we'll be right back with more with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of The Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Hey, 
And we're back with a happy hour with Johnny Deuce. Well, I'm super excited about Capes. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. But, Nick, tell me tell me what else is going on and, and what else might be coming down the pipeline. Uh, well, um, outside of all that critique, I'm really just making a push for uh, trying to do more acting work in my time. Like, like I said, I just got off doing some extras work. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned that you're a comedian. Uh, Mike and I have been trying to hit up uh, on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, uh, Tampa Improv to try and do our own sets. But I have to say, I mean, I have just big props to you for being able to do that because I got up there one time, and I mean, like, what, once you get in front of the microphone with the lights in your eyes, I mean, pretty much like you zero in on what you're doing, and it isn't until afterwards you're like, man, those jokes just fell flat. Like, I'm just, I'm up there just spewing out. All, you know this story and these punchlines in the hope that something sticks. I mean, I just I honestly I want to go back to the drawing board and try and come up with a decent set that I can you know get more than one pre laugh. Yeah, well that's the that's the thing they always talk about the comic community. You got a tight five, like you got a tight five minutes, like where you've got a solid five minutes that you can do and you know your jokes are popping because normally when you're you know super small time like me. Uh, you're lucky to get fucking five minutes. Like, sometimes it'll be like, all right, you got three or you got two. But to get, like, a, a, a tight five, like, that's a hard thing. And I always say to people, and it's a semi-gross analogy, so I apologize. I say it, it's kind of like pissing in the dark. Like, you don't know if you're doing okay until you hear the noise. Like, till you hear it hit the water. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way you know it's like, oh, I'm okay because I can hear the pee is hitting the water and I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's kind of the same way when you're up there because it's like, if I'm not, I don't even care if I get a boo. It's like, if I get some sort of crowd reaction out of you, I'm okay with it because maybe I'm old school because I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. Like, if I'm getting a boo out of you, at least it means you're, you give a shit. Like, I did something to least make you go boo but if you just if it's dead silent and i can hear a pin drop that's when i know i've completely screwed the pooch i just need to go back to the bar have three or four more drinks and you know pray to god maybe i'll get two more minutes later or something but you know you can't you 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 gotta have some sort of crowd reaction it's just like pro wrestling you gotta have some sort of either heat or baby face reaction but you gotta have something you can't just you know, go out there and shit the bed. So that's why it's it's tough, and writing's tough, and and you know, I feel for you guys doing that too because it's 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 rough. Yeah, I mean, at, le at least on our end, I mean, we can just sit down and we can just throw ideas at the wall, and then we'll have our producer Kyle just come along with just like, no, 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 no. we're we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Um, my, our most recent video was a Suicide Squad review, and I mean, we cut it down to ten minutes, but we had like. 23 minutes of just us riffing and just making jokes and just and like like we, we go into so much more detail and i actually felt kind of bad because we throw a spoiler tag in there and there's maybe like one thing we spoil but in the actual full-length thing there's like we go into detail on everything that happens in that movie well and I, so like that's, yeah well no i wanted to ask you about that because like that's been one of my favorite ones you guys have done so far um and i want to ask like do you think you guys will ever release like the full 23 minute or the 25 minute version or are you just going to kind of keep the tight little 10 minute version you got or like what you guys is playing um i definitely think we're going to keep the tight uh 10 minute version but i think we to get people over to the youtube page right now we're doing uh we're making a push to do stuff through facebook video uh because our guy kyle 
you know, has this hunch that, um, and I mean, the, the data is starting to support it where Facebook videos will start popping like really soon. So we're kind of trying to get on the ground floor of that. Uh, but I think to get people over to YouTube as well, we're going to start releasing like um, bloopers or outtakes. Um, not necessarily the, the full uh, runtime, because I mean, there's definitely some, there's some stuff in there we just, it's just not good. Yeah. Um, well, you had that. But, I mean, you've got material that definitely probably should see the cutting room floor, not the light of day. But, like, I could see what you're saying. Like, put, like, the extended cut or, like, hey, you like this video, go to YouTube um, and see uh, the longer extended cut or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think uh, one thing we might want to release, and, you know, it's it's definitely uh, self-deprecating, just, just me shooting all over myself because there's, like, this, this part where I go on a rant and I don't realize that I'm using the word uh, decisive when I mean divisive. And so I'm just like, I'm throwing it out there. And I, and I'm like, it's only after I hear it, I'm like, man, I just make no sense because that's the wrong fucking word. Well, and so, I mean, no, I think I, I think just pure uh, cringing, that'll be that'll be a good thing to release. Well, yeah. And the other thing, too, is like and trust me, we're we're in the same boat. And that's kind of why a part of the reason I wanted to have you and Evie and Mike on is because I feel like in a lot of ways we're kind of kindred spirits because we're all kind of doing the same thing like we're all trying to to make these media empires if you will and trying to like get these things to grow um and it's so tough because you kind of got to hit so many markets now we have been very very lucky and number one I want to thank our fans and I want to thank the man upstairs for helping us out with the happy hour Johnny Deuce because I mean we're we're doing so so good right now and you know we're being guests at conventions and we're being you know like free play florida with the official podcast and i do some of the voice of free play florida and we have all these amazing things happening which is great but also i feel like you've got to be on that grind every day and you got to be on that hustle and it's also like even though we're a podcast it's like we got to do videos and we got to do instagrams and we got to do vines and it's like you got to do all these extra things, even though there's one thing you want to do like really, really well, but it still feels like you got to do 10 other things to make that one thing you do really, really well work. If that makes sense. Oh no. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it, I mean, and na- nowadays, I mean, you have to have that all time media presence. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, back in the day, you could probably release a video every couple months and people were like, this guy's my favorite, you know, animator or my favorite podcast. But now it's like, you've got to be hitting them every day in the hopes that it pops up in their feed from like the 30 other people that play 30 other podcasts or, or geek networks they follow. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that's the thing. And it also, it's kind of, it's that, and it's also that Russian roulette of when is the one thing that I'm going to do finally pull the trigger and let that bullet come out where it goes viral or what's the one thing it's going to be that one tweet that gets retweeted that, now we got a thousand new, you know, followers on Twitter overnight because you know, Captain America retweeted something, or like it's it's those kind of one in a million shots that as guys that are, I don't want to say low on the totem pole, but guys that are in the position we are, where we're all trying to like we're in the grind, we're in the hustle, we're trying to make things happen, and you're always trying to strive to do better and better. You're just trying your your balls off just to get like that one thing to pop. And you got to be at it every day because it's like if you walk away or you, you know, take a minute or a break or vacation or day off, it's like, fuck, I just fell behind like two weeks just because I took one day off. Yeah, it's like, 
I miss, I miss my daily update and I've lost four followers. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's like, you know, oh, I didn't post anything on Instagram today. Or, oh, you know, I didn't tweet anything today. Or, oh, I didn't, you know, I wasn't on my A game on, t- on Facebook like I normally am. And you're like, shit, like, normally things are popping off and things are, you know. And I don't know, man. And, and this is probably getting a little too real. But for me, it stresses me the fuck out at times. And I don't know yeah. about you, Nick, or, or you, Evie, since you're in the car, too, and you can chime in. But you got to be in the same position as me sometimes where you're like, this is just hard as balls, man. Like, I, I didn't know I was signing on for all this when I wanted to do this. Exactly. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, def- I definitely feel like I'm not. I mean, I know that Twitter is such a big thing, and I'm like, I could go weeks without updating my Twitter. But then I'll be like... Hey, you know what? Here's a show I feel like watching. Oh, I'm going to live tweet. And then suddenly there's like 50, 50 uh, tweets come out of a one-hour session. Yeah, so and I that's mean, that's the funniest thing. Like, I got on this whole kick lately, and I'm probably throwing out some spoilers out there to listeners and spoilers to podcasters and other entertainment people. But, like, I love pro wrestling. Like, that's just – pro wrestling is my fucking jam. So, like, on Monday nights, I was trying to either live tweet or, like – retweet and tweet at different people in like the wrestling community and wrestling fans and it was wild because it was like every monday even if i was only on for an hour i might get 20 or 30 new followers in one hour and i was like well holy crap well you know 30 new followers times you know four mondays in a month that's you know i'm not a math guy but that's got to be over 100 so it's like you know if i keep doing this this has got to slowly rack up so you know, and little things like that, because I'm not going to lie. I love Facebook out of all the social medias. Facebook is my favorite because I'm a real man and I've got real thoughts and I need maybe a paragraph to get them all out. Not 150 <laughs> characters, whatever the fuck that is, um, yeah. because I don't have ADD and I can read. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I can't do everything in the little thing Twitter does. And I know Twitter's big. Trust me, because we've got sponsors. I know how big Twitter is. Uh, but it's like sometimes I'm just like I think you guys are putting too much stock in this Twitter thing, man. Like Facebook, in my opinion, I think is where it's at because you can really have better conversations with people. And I really think more people are looking at Facebook to Twitter and the people that actually advertisers want. You know, older people that actually have fucking money that can spend on things. I think those are the people on Facebook, not Twitter. Yeah, I, that that is true. I think I like to think Twitter is pretty much there just to live tweet stuff. I mean, it's so simple, especially like, and, and it's, it's you know it's also really fun when you're sitting there watching a show and maybe the commercial hits, so you just you like refresh Twitter and see all these people chiming in with what their thoughts are, like the big bombshell on like the latest episode of Arrow or something like that. And so it, it's really cool to go ahead and throw your two cents out there and see that fan base grow. But yeah, I mean, if you definitely want to get a point across. I mean, Facebook's where it's at. I mean, the, the couple times they've done, like, Twitter anthologies have been hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I have, I have to see, like, 80 different tweets to get out something that would probably be a two-paragraph thing on Facebook. Yeah, and that and that's the other thing, too, is with Facebook. Like I said, I know it skews older, so it seems like I'm definitely getting more feedback in an older demographic. But there, I can get more of my thought out there and more of what I want. But I do love Twitter and the fact that it gives me a chance to interact with people 
Um, and it also gives me inter- a chance to interact with famous people. Like, some of the wrestlers actually follow us now from WWE, which I was like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe Natalia from, you know, WWE is following us. Or, like, this wrestler is following us or that wrestler. It's like, wow, this famous person that I watch every week thinks that I'm funny enough that they want to read what tweets I'm putting out, which I think is just amazing. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone pretty much remembers the first time they either got a celebrity like or a celebrity retweet. I think I was drunk one time and tweeting about um, Biggie Smalls and freaking Turk from Scrubs retweeted, and I was like, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, and that's kind of the thing. Like, well, I was talking about the hustle because it's like you, you're 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 just you're busting your neck just to get a one tweet like that. Like, you know, I might formulate tweets for days and like perfect the joke and be like, all right, I'm going to release this into the world and then nothing. And then it's something like you said, you're drunk and you're sitting there and you're like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And then you get that retweet and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a a shocking experience to see that come across. But I, I, I think that's what I like about Twitter as well. Just the interconnectivity as opposed to Facebook, which is more of a, professional front i would say and twitter is more like off the cuff type type of situations yeah and that is the one thing i will give twitter to give it some props because i almost feel like i just kind of berated twitter for the past 10 minutes but um is that twitter is kind of like the wild wild west of social media because i mean you can put whatever pictures you want up there nudity whatever they don't care you can say whatever you want on twitter they don't care and i think that that part is kind of cool where it's like okay, I've got a way I can express myself with no kind of filter. Um, and also, it's a way that I can express myself and other people can see it because I, I really think more people can see your Twitter than probably your Facebook. Right. Especially with hashtags because that was the thing we learned like in the infancy of Happy Hour was like how important these hashtags are and how important it is to hashtag everything. Um which brings me to another point. Um, is there any videos you could tell us about or tease for us that might be coming out soon? Because, like I said, I I loved you guys' Suicide Squad um, video, and I'd really like to hear about what else you guys got coming down the pipe. Yeah, I think uh, next up, uh, I know we're kind of late on this, but I think next up will be a, uh, um, a review of Stranger Things. Um, and then what I kind of want to do uh, probably in the next week or two. Um, of course, after we do our table read for Kate, uh, I really want to just jump on and do um, an episode called Drunk Nerd History, like model after drunk history. Okay. Where I completely obliterated. Mike throws me a topic and I just rant about it. Like, just slurring words, falling down. I don't care. Like, I think that'll be fun to do. And we'll get some people to act it out if we have to. Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think it's a brilliant idea, and plus it's an idea that nobody's done yet, where, like you said, you take the drunk history model of you get drunk, you tell, you know, he asks you, you know, what do you think about One More Day, the Spider-Man storyline, and you're like, wow, the fight, you know, and then you explain it, and then you have some actors and cosplayers, you know, act it out for you. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so I think I think that's going to be a big push we do as well. Um for the more unscripted stuff, uh, I think what's that Wednesdays and drunk nerd history uh, might be big things coming coming soon, and then we'll hopefully culminate in capes, and then from there, who knows where, where we'll go? I mean, if those pops start popping off, then hey, that those may be the three things we do every month. I mean, you, you never know. 
Now, explain to me what is the What's That Wednesday? Uh, so that's going to be something like um, basically where news will drop on like casting or, oh, this character was just revealed to be in this episode. So we'll do like maybe a minute or two just explaining who that character was, things you need to know about them going into uh, either the new season of the show or the new movie coming out. Um, like I know uh, one of the things we definitely want to do is go over uh, Kurt Russell's character from the new Guardians of the Galaxy. We'll explain a little bit about him. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the first episode we're going to do. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what Mike was telling me about. I kind of coined the term Nerd 101, where it was going to be like, hey, let me explain to you who this character is for you fans that maybe aren't as in the know or not as much on your nerd history. So they can connect the dots and you can connect the dots for them. Is that kind of what that program's going to be? Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, what's that Wednesday is kind of just still in the, and like, that's, you know alpha stage of the name so we, we may change that but i mean we're essentially looking to do that where we're, we're educating people on stuff they need to know about characters or storylines that may be relevant in, in the next couple of months well awesome awesome well nick we need to take a quick break and we'll be back with more of the happy hour with johnny and deuce Well, we'll just go ahead and jump right back in. And if Evie wants to jump in with us, she's more than welcome to. Um, Because, like I said, we're just going to kind of spitball for the next 30 minutes. Like the Kraken from the depths, I've been summoned. Yay. Well, I'm glad to actually finally have you on because it was uh, not that long ago where you actually asked to be on the show. And I said, yeah, we can make that happen. So it's nice to actually finally make that happen. Yeah, it's exciting. I wasn't sure what I'd actually ever talk about. So... I'm, I'm excited that you want to talk to me, that you have some ideas. Well, <laughs> it, it's pretty easy. We just uh, drink and talk about nerd stuff. It's pretty much what you guys do every weekend. Like, it's not that hard. Speaking of that, I'm going to fix those drinks because oh, we just got home. Oh, yes. <laughs> strong ones, preferably. Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. There gin you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, let me ask you this. Since we are the happy hour with Johnny Deuce, do you, do you have a favorite drink or do you have a favorite type of gin since gin is the, the drink you are making this evening? Uh, well, okay, so favorite type of drink, no, because I like liquor. I, I'm sorry, I like alcohol, I should say. Beer, wine, liquor, it's all good to me. As a household, we don't discriminate. Yeah. It's true. We, it's true. We're, we're non-discriminatory alcoholics in our household, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> so. As for my favorite gin, uh, I like New Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a, a not-shitty version of Tangeray, which is good. Yeah. And I can get... Like almost two liters for twenty bucks, which is nice. That's not bad. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. For a hot minute there, I was on a beef eaters kick, which I don't know why, because beef eaters is not exactly the nicest gin ever. Not that any gin is nice, in my opinion. Because actually, you know what? I take that back. I, New Amsterdam is no longer my favorite. Okay. There's actually in Ebor City, um, the Florida, yes. the Florida Sugarcane Distillery. Oh they just yeah. Opened. Yeah, and so they make their own gin now. Really? And like, I gave I gave Mike a shot, and he was just fucked up. Really? One shot. Wow. But was it good? Was it smooth gin? Because gin can be kind of rough. Yeah, it was. It was actually because what what they describe it as is like most gins will have a lot of like um, florals in it to try and give it a taste. 
So theirs, they only do like the juniper, tangerines, and cucumbers. Oh, wow. So it's, so very it's really basic, leaf. yeah. Yeah, and coriander. So it's, it's really simple, but you can taste them all at different times, and it's really good. Well, I'll definitely have to look into that because the one thing I'd like to see is if they have moved to like ABC, like if I can go to ABC and get it, or if you can only get it like at their distillery over in Ebor, because that that's a sad thing, and and I'll have to be the first one to minute. I'm actually born and raised Polk County, Florida. Uh, my entire life. Um, I love Orlando. I've got family out in Orlando. I don't make it to Tampa that often. Like, literally, I'll go two times a year to Tampa, and it's usually when, uh, oh, I love it. Both of you are drinking your gin and tonic out of your Marvel glasses. How appropriate for the nerd podcast happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. I, I, I don't think of any more appropriate glassware than that. But, um, yeah, I only go like two times a year for wrestling usually, or like maybe I'll go to a Bucks game or USF game, or I'll go to you know a Rays game or something. But I hardly ever make it out to Tampa, so it'd be really really nice to see if they sell it like at ABC or if there's some way you can get it besides actually going to the distillery. Yeah, I think it all depends on the actual the store itself because when they when we were in there, they they told us they actually ship cases up to Disney because really? Disney will actually use their vodka for certain like drinks. Yeah. So I know they ship stuff up there. I don't know about actual distributors up there, but I mean, I'm certain you can find out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they definitely work with you on it because they're still a pretty small operation. Like it's yeah. one guy running it who built it up himself. Yeah. The cool thing is if you ever come down, they do tastings Ooh. and they do moonshine, all different types of vodkas and this amazing gin. Like I'm a, I'm a wuss about drinking gin straight and this yeah. is smooth for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's and a like, big thing because gin, gin can be a little rough. Yeah, when uh, when they did the when Pokemon Go first came out, they actually did the first Ebor Pokemon pub crawl. Really? Like two weeks after it launched, and so I mean, like they just were just constantly pouring uh, tastings for everybody. Well, that's awesome. Well, since we're talking about drinks and drinking, what what other drinks do you guys like? Are you pretty much gin and tonic guys, or what's your like? If you were like, I'm I'm at a bar, money is no object, I can get whatever I want. What what would be the drink you would get? Okay, so I would have shots because okay. I love shots, and I would be that eight, like I would be that asshole who has like all the different kinds. Like, this is the girly fruity cucumber shot. I'm like, yes, give me that. Is it a weird name? I'm gonna drink it. Is it weird colors? Is it like the Joker and Harley Quinn shot? Because I want those just because they look yeah. pretty. Yeah. Is it a theme? Does it have a stupid name? I don't care. Give it to me. Awesome. And sometimes what I like to do is go to the bartender and say, I want to get really drunk, but I don't want to know what's happening. There you go. So it's like, I want something really fruity, but I want to get completely fucked up. So Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to taste it, but I'm sorry. I'm here for results. I'm a results-driven drinker. For me, it's more of uh, the mood I'm in because I'll run the game and I'll be like, you know what? I'll, ha- I'll have a cider or I'll have a beer. And then I'm like, you know what? I feel like doing three bombs in a row, so just line them up. Yeah. And it all depends on what my mood is. Well, and I think that that's the thing about drinking, too, because, uh, uh, Evie, I, I, I love you, girl. You got my heart right there with that sentence you just said, because all my friends will tell you, they're like, Deuce is an effects drinker. Like, because here's the thing. You can get really fancy, nice craft beer, really high-end liquor, or you can get the straight-up beater truck of beer, like the PBRs and the Bush Lights and the Natty Lights. They're all going to take you to the same destination. It's just, you know, how you want to get there. And I'm just like you. Like, I'm drinking for effect. I'm not drinking for flavor and fruity malts and shit like that. Like, I'm drinking to get fucked up. See, I like – I'm a creature of compromise. I do like to enjoy what I'm drinking. Or I have – like, I can can not enjoy it. 
but like there's certain beers that are out there that are like nine to twelve percent, and if that's on a menu, I'm going for that. Yeah, like, she's a she. She's kind of uh, like the doomsday of drinks for yeah. me, please. Very weird. She's like, I like wine. I don't. I don't like strong tasting drinks. And she's like, but I don't like beer except for stouts. And I'm like, give yeah. me your blackest, most hateful stout, like <laughs> as dark as regret. Like, give me that. Well, see, that's what I do whenever I go to like because uh, I've gotten really into the craft beer scene, which I blame a uh, player one video game bar in Orlando for being my gateway drug for that. Because uh, when they opened, I was all about the video games, but the, all they sold was craft beer. So I couldn't get, like, a Bush Light or a Natty Light or a Miller Light. So it was like, all right, if I want to drink in here, i got to learn to play the game. So that's kind of what got me into craft beer. But you're right, like, because I've got growlers now, and I take them home and things like that. But whenever I go to a place to fill up my growlers or just go to have a drink, I look at the drink menu and I see, okay, these are the drinks I want to have because they look like they'll taste good and they'll be fun. But then I also am like – Okay, what's your strongest IPA or what's like what is your beer with like the most alcohol content? Because uh, if I remember correctly, Orlando Brewing Company, who does the Orange Blossom Pilsner, did an Orange Blossom Pilsner 2.0, and that son of a bitch is like 12% alcohol or something stupid. And it tastes kind of sweet. That. Yeah. Like, you get a six-pack of that, and you're ripped. Like, we had that for fight night the other night, and, I, like, I was gone, like, halfway through the fights. They're <laughs> like, you're not even going to make it through the main event. I'm like, shut up. My money's on Diaz, you know? <laughs> My, uh, we went to Ale and the Witch one time, which is a bar out in St. Pete, and they do a lot of craft beers themselves. And what they had was, like, this, this fruit, cider or fruit mead oh, and it, it was 16 percent i was like well i want that and it didn't taste that good but i'll tell you what i was slurring like a motherfucker it was amazing day. yeah no the same thing happened to me at player one because they had some sort of mead that was super crazy proof and it was like thor's cock or something i don't even remember what it was called yeah, but we it was, drank that. yeah it was something just ridiculous like you know the hammer of god or something and i'm like well what is it like it's mead and it's 20 percent alcohol and i'm like i want that and they give it to you in this little shot glass that looks like a uh looks like a, a beer mug but it's just a little shot glass and i shot it and i'm like man that ain't nothing give me another one i had the second one and i'm like Fuck. And I'm like, let me have some water and let me get some of that popcorn. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to. Okay. That's me. That's yeah. my mistake. Yeah. Because what will happen is if I, if I space it out and drink and nurse all night, I'll be fine. Like, it's not going to affect me. I am, I'm godly. I'm untouchable. Yeah. But I'll have like a couple drinks and I'm like, no, nah, I don't feel it yet. Let me just take some shots. And then. Then you're just dunion rings, straight dunion rings. <laughs> Here's the thing that I love dunion rings. I'm, that, I'm stealing that because that's perfect. Here's the thing about Nick that I love is Nick's a sleeper drunk. Like, you don't know he's getting as tanked as he is until, like, you're carrying him out of a place. We call we actually have a term for that at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we call it cliff diving. Because you, you'll slowly be walking to the edge of the cliff, and then they're fucking off. And it was like, dude, he was fine ten minutes ago, and now he's, like, fucking on the floor. And it's like, oh, we got we. We got to take this motherfucker home. He done cliff dived, and you just right. you yeah. got to load him yeah. up in the truck, and you got to take him home because his his ass decided that four fireball shots in twenty minutes were a good idea. So my uh, my uh, my my friends learned that the hard way. I got I got super blitzed in Ebor one time. I didn't realize how drunk I was till I screamed out that the white tiles are lava, and I just ran down Seventh Avenue playing the lava game. 
Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not exactly a place you want to be running, by the way, or screaming crazy shit. So, because <laughs> that's the only few experiences I've had Tampa clubbing-wise were in my dumber days, my college days, and going to Ybor City because that was a thing to do. And That's our home base. Yeah, well, hey, Ybor City is a great place. I love the craft breweries they've got down there. Like, they've got a really cool kind of drinking scene going down there. But when you live an hour away – and you might be in your early 20s, that might not be the smartest game in yeah. the world. We so. live like – Mike lives in Ebor, and we're like five, ten minutes away. So, Well, that's perfect because I always see pictures of you guys down there, which uh, uh, Happy Hour wants to kind of like join Vol- forces with you guys like fucking Voltron and like oh, come yeah. down there sometime and make that happen because I think that would – we should do that and then totally podcast afterwards. We should go down to Ebor, come back, and just hit the record button and just see what the fuck you pops know, out. There actually is um, – I'm not certain the name of it because it's changed hands a couple times. Um, but there's a place called the Lion's Den Cigar Lounge. Yeah, that's and, a place. And that's they, a place. They, do, they do a podcast out of there. Um, they bring in their own equipment, set up a table – but what what was the name of that? Uh, uh, it's cranium all crane crani- cranial cranial something. cranial emissions is the right. name of it. Is the uh, name of the and, podcast. And so they're open to the idea of doing podcasts down there. So I don't know. Well, here's the thing the that I will that. float to you: the the selection there is not to my standards. Right, right, right. It's it's a great place. It's a cigar part bar. If you dig cigars, that's your thing. Yeah. Good place. Yeah. But there's a lot of other bars down there that they're starting to build relationships with, particularly in laying down the planning work for capes. Yeah. You know, we're talking to bars because we're going to be filming probably yeah. out of the Newport. And, and that's and definitely that we were, places that you're going to need to be. I know that we were talking about possibly doing four capes, um, like a launch party down in Ebor once we got everything squared away. Well, that would be the other thing, too. And it's like if you did the bar and say, well, just to give a bar name, we'll call it Bar X. It was like, hey, Bar X, if we're going to film in your bar, maybe one night we have a podcast in your bar to kind of promote the show and everything and do it as a launch party, that could be something we'd totally be open to. And uh, trust me, I, I'm all about the being safe while drinking. I'm totally about going down there, having a few drinks, Ubering home, and then doing it once we get back to somebody's house. Because then <laughs> you can keep drinking, and you're in the safe comfort of, I'm going to pass out in that recliner over there. You know? Yeah. So okay. I'm a huge fan of doing that because, uh, uh, trust me, we've had a few uh, uh, live on location happy hour things, which we love because – we're we're very very lucky. Our equipment is very easy to move. Yes, we do have a soundboard, which is pretty big, but it's not crazy. It's I can put everything in a suitcase, which is really cool. Um, so we like doing it at different locations, and we also like mixing it up. And the whole reason, well, besides the fact that my CPA lets me write off all my liquor now, uh, the whole reason we started this podcast. Living your best life. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it, yeah, video. I can write off That's all the my. Level we need to get on. Yeah, like <laughs> I can write off all my video games and liquor now because my CPA says you've got a podcast, so you can write all this shit off. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was bes- talking to Nick about write offs for the podcast, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just, talk I'm to saying, me, I'm talk to me. Uh, uh, yeah, talk to me off air, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll float you some shit. Like, I, I'll okay. I will drop knowledge on you like Thor's hammer. Like, uh, just trust me on that one because there's I'm, a lot I'm of. Just saying, 
when you're done with that genie's lamp that you have, yeah. you, you, you let me know, okay? I, I will let you know, brother. You just, you just got to hit me up. But no, the reason I love doing this besides all that stuff is I love making new friends. And the whole thing with this podcast has been so cool. We've made friends, and it's all the friends that you want to make. It's people that are cosplayers and the people that are into comics and people that are creators because I feel like this is an environment, especially the podcast environment, is an environment where people that are creative and creators kind of, kind of all – like get together and then express their ideas and it really kind of brings out the best in everybody. And that's why I love because our, it's an unfiltered way because we don't edit our podcast unless, you know, we need to, for some reason, but we don't edit it. We make sure people can be unfiltered and they can talk about what they want to talk about, but it's just, it's kind of a safe area and a safe space, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I that's one of the things we're doing with all access. We're trying to build that, uh, build up that interconnectivity as well. Uh, I know that we reached out to a couple other YouTubers, um, about possibly being in capes as well. So we're hoping to, uh, once we get photos of them in costume, start spamming that stuff for promotional, well, promotional issues. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I was bending over backwards trying to like throw our name out there for capes or any other project you've got on. I'm like, Dude, I will drive to Tampa as long as I got a couch I can crash on. Like, I'm in, and Happy Hour will do whatever we can to help because we're totally behind you guys. Because I I love what you're doing. Like, I just, I love it. And that's the reason why I reached out to you in the first place because I was like, I really like this. And then I started digging deeper, and I'm like, no, I really like this. So (laughs) it was like I I had to have you guys on to talk about it and just to kind of to see all the projects you're doing. Yeah. Um, so this Sunday we're doing the the table read. So I'll talk to Arkyle and Mike about that. See if what we can get you guys out here for, and we'll, we'll pitch it to you. See what you guys think. Absolutely, it'd be badass to have you be a part of it. Yeah, and I just think it'd be a lot of fun. And it's also one of those things where, me personally, I'm always just one of those people. Like whenever you can cr- cross promote with somebody who's already social media savvy and already knows what they're doing, you just put another soldier in your army. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. you put, and not only that, you put somebody who's experienced. It's like adding a sniper to your army. It's like they know what they're doing. I don't have to tell them like you need to Facebook this or Twitter this or you know Vine this. Like they already know. So that's always yeah. a fun thing to do when you add people like that. And that's why we like having people like you that are creators and stuff because you're in the same boat we are every day you're getting up you're doing that grind of where you've got to get on twitter you got to get on facebook you got to you know do all these things to where you know to kind of grow the brand and so yeah you i feel like me and you are in the same boat in a lot of ways because you feel the struggle like you're one of the few people i could talk to where you're like you know what i'm talking about like you get up every day and you're like what am i gonna do today oh i gotta fucking grind to make sure that this brand grows you know that i get paid at the end of the month so mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll uh, if we're all hanging out. We'll be like, okay, well, I think I should wait thirty minutes so we can stagger the post, so we can both get all of the you know the clicks or the views that we need to to grow this some bit. Yeah, and yeah. we've got a constant squad chat going on for All Access Geek that I'm a part of too. Like this just broke. Who's gonna post it? What are we gonna create for it? Yeah, we need to make sure we're on top of that wave. All that kind of stuff. Like yeah, like I think I think when they announced officially that James Earl Jones. Uh, was going to be back for Rogue One. Mike like saw the story like f- like ten minutes after it hit. So we were one of the first people on Facebook that actually made something and put it out there. Right. And we ended up getting like thirty thousand people saw the post. Yeah, like, it, like, it blew up. It was amazing. And see, and that's the other thing is you've got to be so 
vigilant, for lack of a better word, because it's like if you're not on top of it, a story will pass you by. And I'm the worst because they call me Old Man Deuce because usually I'm in bed by like 9 or 10 o'clock on weeknights because I got work the next day. So it's like Old Man Deuce didn't make that because it came across the news wire at like 10 o'clock and he's in bed already. So, you know, but I'm like, well, shit, I got I got a real fucking job that pays the bills tomorrow. So, I, you know, there's sometimes you got to make sacrifices. But um, we who worked a crappy day job salute you. Hey, trust me. I, I, I love my job, and I, I've got to say to my job, I love it because they kind of support what I do here a lot, which really, really means a lot to me because they support what I do with the podcast. But also, I love it because it makes me able to afford to be able to do the things we do. Like, I did a lot of, and this is pulling the curtain way back, so Johnny, if you want to edit this out, this is all up on you. I did a lot of the financial backing when we started on this. Like, I bought the banners, I bought the t-shirts, I bought the business cards, I bought the soundboard. Like, so it was my job that actually made me be able to say, okay, I've got the money, we can do this. What do you want? Do, what, we're starting this podcast, what do we need? Well, we want to get a high-def camera, and we want to get lights, and we want to get this fancy soundboard and uh, fancy camera, which we're on now. Okay, how much is it? I'll cut you the check. So when you have an, an open wallet like that because you've got such a great job, you, you, you can't say anything bad. And on top of that, just being so awesome about what I do and let me take days off to do the things I do, like events, like my job's fucking great, and I, 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 I can't thank them enough. Yeah, we, um, we both have day jobs that we work at. Like I've shifted to working part-time because I'm freelancing a lot right now. Right. And like, you know, in pursuit of my acting goals and everything that I'm doing and Nick's been the one to kind of hold it down while we, while I transitioned. And the thing, like my job is part-time, which means I'm able to kind of dictate my schedule. So last night at like 10 o'clock, I got booked to be on blackish today and I got, you know, hit up Nick as they needed males, you know, they needed a Caucasian male. And I was like, Oh, well, (laughs) <laughs> wow. And also we can share gas and we can share food and like, you know, we can both get a paycheck today, which is brilliant. Just fucking brilliant. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's really it's tough. And, and, and Nick, God bless you for being the man and holding down the fort and being like, all right, I'll do the nine to five Monday through Friday thing to make sure that we've got a steady paycheck coming in, because that's the thing, especially because in my boat, like I, I'm single, I'm not married. I, I've got a full house full of bills. Um, you know, and you got to carry that on your shoulders. Plus trying to do the things you love that kind of adds an extra kind of weight to the grind, you know, because you got more you've got to do, but, uh, I love it. So, and I, sir, salute you for doing that. Well, really, this is just the longest con ever. Um, basically I'm supporting her now so that when she is famous, I can just lounge by the pool. Oh, Hmm. We're out of champagne. I'll send one of the servants to get that while I type up this blog post. So basically, you're you're trying to put in for husband jurors, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. That's okay, your long but, con. Yeah, I'm going to be a kept man. But let me be clear here, okay? We were on set, and he kind of undersold this shit. So I'm going to tell you. Like, let, let Evie Zedros tell you and lay it down for a moment. Break we're it down, set, girl. We're, we're standing there. We're kind of chilling. Because I will say I'm more – I'm – I'm, I'm hyper vigilant on castings and stuff like that. Like I'm constantly on my, like, like at one o'clock in the morning, we were out drinking an Ebor and I got a thing about a submission. So I'm outside like emailing, like, hi, here's my resume and headshot. Yeah. But so when I find opportunities for other people, I'm the first one to pass that along. This fits you. Right. Apply now. You're a good fit. Go. So we, we got him on set and we're standing there, me, him, and a couple other people that I'm friends with. 
and they're wa- the PAs are walking around like we need a couple good looking men, and they just zoom in on Nick. Wow. Like, one of them's like, oh yes, you. And apparently that like they spent after that I did not see him for about four or five like four hours. Wow. Like he was gone. They kept using him for stuff, and apparently they were on set like yelling at him to be in the front of the line and where's purple shirt guy because he's wearing a purple shirt. Yeah. They were all this. Yeah. Loving it. Well, that's <laughs> awesome, man. That's awesome. And also, you told me when we we started the interview when you were in the car, which now thank God you're not, so you can have a nice cocktail with me. Um, <laughs> is is you said that like. They grabbed you for feature work, and you were like, oh, well, they're just going to use me for like a minute. But you became like such a center of the shot. They had to keep you there because they're like, no, if you move, it fucks up the continuity. So you have to stay right there like all day. Yeah, pretty much. He said that he kind of feels that there's a backstory now of the entire adventure. Bearded guy stalks family at Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be looking forward to that episode because I'm not going to lie. I'm For some reason, I'm one of the few – ones of my friends that have fucking cable because i don't know what happened because nobody has cable anymore except for me which is why well, everybody comes to my house yeah. or spend half as much and get like hulu netflix and like hbo go but you're like, also one of the few people probably of your friends with a job that's holding it down to well allow yeah because yeah, yeah i've got like hbo and showtime and cable so when it's football season everybody's at my house when game of thrones comes on everybody's at my house so like I, I kind of totally get that, but I love Blackish. It's one of my favorite shows. I watch it every week, so I'm actually really looking forward to the episode with you on it. Oh, my God. We haven't seen it yet, so that's going to be our next binge project because we binge on shows. Oh, my God, dude. You are going to have so much fun because, A, I'm just a hardcore Anthony Anderson fan. Like, yeah. you were saying, like, your first, like, experience with him was, like, me, myself, and Irene, but, like, I've watched all of his projects. I even watched that stupid show he did where it was, like, Dads, yeah, that was a sitcom. Like he did a movie, Dads. It was funny. Well, might not have been called Dads, but it was about three guys. It was him, and it was the guy from Sopranos, and there was another guy, and they were all three like dads, like in their mid thirties and forties. And then they made it a sitcom, and I was like the only one that watched that crappy ass sitcom because he was in it. Because I was like, oh, what boy is it? I gotta watch. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is dumb and terrible. But that show where he was going around to carnivals and eating the carnival food. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a good show too. That. Yeah, like anything he does, pretty much I watch. He's, he's just he's just a charming guy. He like, is. He fucking dude. He has got like the rocks charisma, just with maybe an extra fifty pounds on the body. So apparently yeah. he's dropped weight. Yeah, he, he yeah got a lot skinny. Yeah, he's That's a lot skinnier now. Like get TV sexy. Yeah. Well, I think you you said it right there. He got TV sexy because like you watch season one of Blackish and now they're on season two and you you can kind of tell the difference. So, uh, but yeah, no man, I, it's a show I like and I enjoy and uh, I, I'm excited to see you guys on it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Um, I'm definitely going to blow up Facebook when uh, when when that happens. I'm like, look, look who just showed up on this television show. Oh well, you oh, got to man, you got to. I mean, when you do something like that, you got to blow it up big. Like one of our our good friends, uh, CJ Bambino, uh, the, the pro wrestler. He was actually on Holy Foley. I want to say last night because he put it up on there. 
and uh, like he was blowing it up Facebook show like and he would have like the still shot with like the red like where you could kind of draw on it with like a big arrow be like that's me <laughs> and I was like that's my boy it's CJ Antonino the great Bambino like that's my boy over there so I was so happy for him and he's like I'm on a WWE Network show and I'm like that's fucking awesome like it's it, the coolest experience it's fucking insane to see yourself on like you're like, oh, it's me. I'm there. Yeah. I did. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you're gonna look forward. You need to look forward to her getting more work because whenever her stuff airs, her family will live tweet it on Facebook. Oh, nice. And they'll constantly tag her in stuff, and it's the funniest because it's just like, oh, that's our Evelise drinking on the street. Like they're just making fun of her being on TV, and I love it. Wow. My dad live texts me because he's not quite at the Facebook live tweet live post game yet. Like, bless, I love him. So he's sending me pictures of, like, his phone taking pictures of the TV screen. There's one of me getting arrested on the street, and he's like, I thought I raised you better. Oh, man. Like, well, it sounds like my dad. My dad's got a flip phone. He's got the old school, like, clamshell. And, like, yeah. we got him a smartphone, and he took it back within two weeks. He's like, fuck that shit. I'm like, Dad, you got internet? And he's like, do I look like I need fucking internet? I just need to be able to call people. So, like, he got the, the clamshell, and he'll do that, too. Like, he'll take a picture, and he'll try and send it to me, and it'll be just random shit. But it, it, it's funny, because when you do things like that, your your family gets so proud, because I remember the first big convention we did, it was Sci-Fi Barto, and my dad and my mom came out, because they're like, you're just going over to your buddy's house and screwing off once a week. You're not fucking doing anything serious. And then they see, like, the soundboard, and they see the cameras, and they see, you know, the banners and the T-shirts and everything, and they're like, oh, shit, he's actually doing something. <laughs> like, like yeah. he's he. this is actually kind of a real job, what he had. I just thought he was going to his buddies and drinking and screwing off, you know? So, I mean, it, it's kind of cool when they get to that point of, like, the light bulb goes off where it's like, Oh shit! Like they're doing, they're doing something real over here. Like they've got something going on, and it, it and it kind of makes you cool because they feel proud and they tell you they're proud of you, which is awesome. Yeah. So that's who doesn't want that? Like who doesn't want that feeling? No, it, it it's the best. It's the absolute best feeling. Which speaking of best feelings, uh, what's going on? What you guys' hey. next project or what you got coming down the pipe next? Hmm. What do you got going on? Oh God. Um. Put her on the spot. Yeah, I here's the thing. I just picked up a bunch of side projects to kind of even out my I'm sorry, I saw your cat. Oh, okay. that's not my cat, that's Johnny's cat. I'm actually I don't care. I'm actually I and I wanna it. give uh a Johnny a big, big shout out tonight. He had some stuff he had to handle, so he had to watch the kids tonight, so I'm riding solo tonight. But Johnny, I love you. You're my brother, you're here in spirit, because you're actually at least still in the building. Uh <laughs> But uh, so it's me back in the studio tonight. But yeah, that's Johnny's cat here in the studio, which we'd love to. If you ever come back this way, I almost sent you the address and said, well, shit, you're going to drive right by it on I-4 because we're over at Champions Gate. I said you should have just oh, came yeah. in the studio. Um, but next yeah, time. She stopped and got gas. Yeah, she stopped we and did. got gas at Champions Gate. At Champions Gate, yeah. right by the new and Ale I, House. Yeah. Last yeah. Sunday, we were there also because we, we, we had a lot like, – yeah, we, we basically got drunk with Mike and uh, and his friends. I'm like, hey, do you want to go to downtown Disney? And we're like, Disney okay. Springs now. Disney yeah. Springs. Yeah. So they picked us up and we just went and we just, just chilled there for like a couple hours. And nice. then we ate at the Chili's next the door. The Chili's at, yeah. at Champions Gate? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, which I will say that new ale house they built there is super nice too. That they ale just, just put is up. My, yeah, that's for, my shit. For it's my jam too. Yeah. Whenever we whenever right. we come back from it's Orlando, uh, there's actually this. Um, it's a tradition. Uh, so Mike actually like Shanghai us to actually go to Chili's because many years ago we went to uh, our very first uh, AFO convention, which is an anime or uh, convention out in Orlando. Okay. It's at the Wyndham on I Drive, and it's like, imagine those 90s uh, uh, spring break MTV hip-hop parties they used to have on okay. TV. You're right. It's that, but with pasty white nerds at, like, midnight. <laughs> and so we just got, like, completely obliterated. Like, I went to this convention. I left this convention three days later with a sprained wrist, uh, a sprained wrist and two sprained ankles. Oh, no. Jesus. Um, so we just – we left – like we just so the Sunday morning started off with them finding me on this air mattress with vomit on my arm, but they didn't know who vomited. You so were like, first, I don't think this is mine because I don't remember yeah. eating Taco Bell, but that might yeah. be what's on here. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. And so everybody was just super hungover. So we were packing up the room in silence and we left and we just stopped at Chili's. And like we sat there and we just we kept asking them for water so much they actually just gave us each our own pitcher. Yeah. And we just sat there just drinking from the pitcher of water and we just ate the greasiest food in silence. Yeah. So now anytime we get drunk in Orlando, we like Mike says that we have to eat at that chili. So that's kinda like what's what's be that's become the tradition now. Well, I'll tell you what, anytime you guys think you're gonna be around our area in the future, let me know because I a I would love you guys to actually be able to come in the happy hour studio and hang out and do the show live because it's definitely it, it's awesome when you can kind of be in the studio and be in the environment. It's really cool. And two, uh, it, it'd just be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I'm hoping we can take happy hour on the road and hang out with you guys sometime uh, because thank God, knock on wood, the uh, board and everything's completely portable. So we should definitely make that happen and do some do some joint projects. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Definitely. We're right on, guys. Well, um, trying to think of some more questions off the top of my head. Oh, well, we never answered the one that you. The oh one that yes, you please, asked. please. We totally derailed, and that's my fault. Like, I'm in the process of I'm in the process of auditioning for stuff and lining stuff up next. Okay. But mainly, I'm doing an escape room now, and I do murder mystery dinner theater with the dinner detective. Oh, nice. For one of my one of a thousand jobs, because at this point, I'm at four part time yeah. jobs aside from like the gigs I pick up. Right. Like, my life is the grind right now and the hustle. Well, and trust me, and that, that's why I said, and that's why I, I wanted Mike on, and and, and, I, and I'll say it again, like I said to Mike on his episode, I appreciate him taking the busy time out of his schedule to talk to us, and I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your schedule to, to talk to us because we – the reason I, I kind of gravitate to you guys, just besides the fact that I, I, I love you guys from afar on Facebook and stuff, because it's like, those are my people! Like, you know, <laughs> like it's like, I know! You know, so um, but it's the fact that we're all kind of in that same boat. We're all kind of grinding and we're all kind of like, you know, doing what we can to kind of keep hustling and kind of keep making it day to day because we all kind of have these things that we want to take off. Like Mike and you want the all access geek to take off and Mike wants his acting career to take off and you want your writing to take off and Evie wants her acting to take off. And we're all kind of in this boat where you got to keep hustling and you got to keep grinding every day and you kind of got to keep 
you just kind of got to keep rolling with the punches, even though the punches keep coming so hard and so fast. It's uh, yeah. it, it's one of my favorite Stallone quotes. It's like, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down and how hard you get punched. It's how many times you can get up and keep going. And it's the truth. And I feel like all of us are kind of in that struggle of life just keeps punching us in the face. And we just keep getting up and keep going and saying, bitch, give me some more. Because, I yeah. mean, that's all you can do. It's either that or roll over and then get a fucking nine to five day job and just be miserable the rest of your life. And I'm not doing that. So, mm-hmm. no, and I respect the hell out of you for being able to hold down the full time job and continue to pursue what you actually want to be doing. And that's kind of why I ended up leaving working full time because for me, I was having a really hard time. And there were like, I lost years just not focusing the way I should have been. And it was one of those things where I had to force my hand to focus the way I needed to. If I needed to make up that part of my income, I was going to do it. Like, I'm going to put in the work to make it happen. But on a side note, as far as Nick, Nick is actually, and like, he'll undersell himself for days. So I'm going to be the one to tell you, as the captain of the hype squad and number one president of his fan club, he's actually a brilliant actor as well. And you're going to see him in a role on Capes that I'm really, really excited for you guys to see him do. Well, I'm just excited for Capes, period. Because, like I said, I just think the whole idea. The premise is awesome, and it was like I was saying in the car, because I don't know how well you could hear me. Like, the whole idea of, like, the Justice League having, like, a bros night out and having a girls night out, or especially if it's a multiverse where you got Marvel and DC characters mixing together, because I don't know the whole kind of plan or storyboard, but, like, just being able to have, like, girls night out, because, trust me, the girls can get crazy, but also when you have the dude's night out like that shit could get fucking wild too so i just think the whole the whole idea and the premise to me i think it's just an out of the park smash like i'm so excited except for like i told my boy i'm a little worried about the old uh c and d as we call it in our industry the cease and assist or cna cease and assist uh but besides that i'm excited just to see what the fuck happens yeah uh, it's definitely gonna be an exciting thing. So I mean, we're definitely gonna start posting stuff in the next couple of weeks for as that develops. So I'm just excited because like having everybody come over for the the tablery is like the first big step. It's probably gonna probably be like, oh my god, we're actually doing this. What is wrong with us? We're like bringing in food. We're gonna have everybody really there. If you end up being free, it's Sunday. We'll give you the details like offline. That way you have them. Okay. But if you wanted to for some chance, I know that traveling's a little harder for you. You could come and sit in on that table read if you wanted to. It's going to be the first three episodes that we're reading. Unless you want to be surprised by the finished product, that's totally up to you. But I, I'm probably going to want to be surprised by the finished product and being being a fucking lazy ass and a cheapo. I'm probably going to want to stay at home until you say, look, we got this role for you. This is what we want you to read. And then, trust me, when that becomes a fact, I'll, I'll be there with fucking bells on. The, the other thing that screws me, too, is being a 9-to-5 Monday through Friday guy. Sundays are not exactly the best, especially if I got an hour ride home, are not the best. But, you know, I'll be the first to when an opportunity arises where it's like, oh, I get to be on screen for – because I'm a bastard. Let me just say that. I'm a, I'm a self-promoting bastard. So it's like if it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be in this part and this thing. And I'm like, oh, we'll be there on Sunday with bells on. It's like if you want to say everything, well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but at least okay. I'm honest about it. 
Yeah, it's true. So Peter Dinklage did um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he did this thing about reading a script, and he's like, you know, people ask me for Game of Thrones spoilers, and I don't fucking know. If I'm not in the scene, PD no reedy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, That's pretty much me. It's it's like Deucey no reedy, which Deucey barely got a high school education because he played football, so it's hardy to reedy to begin with. So, you know. <laughs> when I get a script, and if it's a feature-length film, I'll be very real. I do, in fact – do the control F to find my character's name. Yeah, because you don't want to read all that shit. That shit's like three, four hundred pages. I'm like, I'm not reading all that. I ain't got time for that shit. So there was literally this this time where uh, we got cast in this project together. And so she read her st- – like, like she, she didn't read her stuff. She, she, she read like the first couple pages of their character and then just like stopped. I read the entire thing from, from start to finish. And I was like, oh, man, so your character dies. And so she's like – she asked me how, and then she messaged the writer like, "Oh my god, I love that part where I died." And then, I, like four pages later, she comes back, and I'm like, "Oh, she's alive." She's like, oh, "How do I unsend that? How do I unsend that?" <laughs> like, I, just... I mean, luckily her character died again, so she didn't look like a complete jackass. But I mean, there was there there's a good ten minutes there where I'm reading. She's just like, "How do I how do I make up for this?" It's like you, you don't. Know, you just let it ride. That's why yeah. I'm glad that I was born and raised in Polk County because I have that as an excuse. Because I was just anytime I do anything fucking stupid, I'm like, I'm from Polk County. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? Like, they'll be like, poor deer can't help himself, yeah. and they give you like a nice toffee or something. Exactly. Like, They're like, God bless him, bless his poor little heart, and <laughs> you know. But no, but no, I totally get that. And um, I actually, like I said, I'm really excited about the Capes project. I would love to do anything with it. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the table read, and I hope you guys have a good time. Do you have anybody you might be able to tell us, like a little bit of a spoiler, if you will? Is there any people you might be able to say without like blowing too many doors off? Because I don't, I know you're running on like no sleep and like two gin and tonics. So, oh, I, I, exactly I'm totally to taking advantage of you right now. So, yeah, I was about to say that you were you're asking us at the right time because once I finish this, I'm about to I'm about to get my wine and yeah. finish that. Yeah. Which I drink out of the bottle because I'm a champion. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I like it when I it comes out of a box because like, that's how uh, I roll. Potential celebrities that might be on there? Well, just anybody. Like anybody that's you might be able to name drop that you don't think you'll get yourself in trouble for name dropping. Uh, so possibly in multiple roles because we can't – like he's perfected the costumes for them. Um, do you know Harrison? Harrison Wayne Bean. That does not ring a bell with me, sir. I'm sorry. He's, he's like a really big cosplay. He's actually a really close friend of Mike's. They go back to like 15 years old. He's oh, wow. always of ours. Too. Yeah, he, he's, he's always of ours too. But like he's like uh, him and Mike were like best friends for years. So I mean, he's he's blown up for doing um, Winter Soldier. Okay. He always pops up in like the the top spot for like best Captain America cosplayers. There's an, there's a picture of him on the roof. And the thing is, I'm telling you, if you saw his face, you would recognize him. It's a picture of him, like, chest out, like, all butch, with his, like, his foot up, Captain Morgan style, but forward. Okay. Yeah. But it's and him so, on the roof, like, this iconic, like, bah, 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 sun shining. I'll, we'll send you the pic. You'll see it. And so, we, we uh, he's definitely in. Um, as far as other people, obviously, she's going to be Huntress. Um, we, we've got some people who have already agreed. Uh, there's a guy we know named Zach Hurst who runs a, a charity organization. He's coming on as our Tony Stark. He has a full head-to-toe Iron Man suit. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he does. He he actually has like his own 3D printing studio. So he he typically goes as full Iron Man, or he actually will go as um, Tony with like the shirt on button with the arc reactor, and he'll have like just a gauntlet on, and it looks amazing. He let yeah. me wear the gauntlet one time. It was dope. Yeah, nice. And he basically like the way that Robert Downey Jr. is a very great fit for Iron Man, obviously, and for Tony right. Stark. So much of his personality jives and stuff like that. Zach Hurst brings a similar quality to the part. And one of the really great things is we're going to be relying on the fact that a lot of our actors are really talented improv improvisers. Yeah. Well, see, that's like, the... we, go ahead. I mean, I'm sorry. You wrote a script and it's like, Hey, this, this is what we want to do. So pretty much when we're on set, it's going to be like, read the script, do it. All right, cool. Do your take. And we're going to let them do improv. Well, and I think in a situation like that and what you guys are trying to do now, I understand that you're trying to tightly script everything because you're trying to shoot it all in one day. Which, mm-hmm. like I said before, I, I, I bow down to you the, we're not worthy, on trying to do that because that takes some magahones. But two is the fact that you're going to let them improv because you've got to have people like that can like myself that can improv and kind of roll with the punches and make things work. Because on the page it might look good, but when you're in the room and the chemistry between the actors and the feeling in the room at the moment – like there's so much room to play with and there's such a fun playground there that you kind of got to let it play out and just see what happens. Yeah. Even if you're only like, look, uh, we're going to do it one take the way it's on the script and I can give you only five minutes to improv it. Give me the best five minutes you've got. You know, like I said about the the comedy, give me a tight five. Give me the best you can give me in five minutes and see what happens. But that's that's key. We're going to need a strong AD. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's I the think, AD is going to have to keep our asses on schedule. Cause yeah, I, I, th- I think we're going to have to bring in some, like, some Russian like gymnastic coaches to be our AD. Well, like that wooden stick, like just, beating out the time like a metronome. Yeah. So you basically like, want like a Catholic yeah. nun to come in there yeah. with a ruler and like be on top of you is what you're saying. Hey. <laughs> So, no, I totally get that because you're right because, you I mean, somebody's going to have to keep a, uh, an eye on the clock because even if you start super early in these bars, they open at, like, 5, 6 o'clock, and you're going to have to have all your shit out there by then. Yeah, and so that that is definitely going to be the, the hardest part there. Um, I think it's, it's going to be an insane day for us. I think just talking now, we're, like, Kyle, uh, myself, and Mike are going to show up, like – at last call to start setting shit up so our actors our actors will hit the ground running at like 6 a.m to start filming oh my god because that means that if they're doing last call because if i remember correctly ebor's three so that means like maybe about four o'clock you can start setting up so it only gives you two hours to set up before people you know your actors are there and you probably want them there at five to give them an hour to get ready and dressed and everything to go I mean, that's a, that's an early day, and that'll be a long day because you might only have until 5 or 6 o'clock for their, like, look, you got to have everything out of here by X time. So, I mean, that's – Yeah. You got 12 hours to film three episodes, so if my Polk County math works, that's, like, three hours and some change each episode, give or take. Yeah. So It's definitely ambitious. And, and oh, but very. that's the thing. We're, we're trying to keep it at maybe five, six minutes an episode. So, I mean, uh, oh, that's I think good. the last one – goes on a little bit longer but yeah we're definitely gonna try and get that taken care of as quick as we can i mean as a comparison though i can tell you i've worked on some web series and some local projects with some strong ad's some of whom i may i'm gonna be hitting up privately to be like hey can you please help us keep on a any sort of time schedule right for seven to eight minute web series episodes 
we've done like 48 hours of fil- like not 48 hours. I'm sorry, more like 24 hours of filming, like two 12 hour days. Right. But still, I mean, 24 hours for a six minute video for online. That's I mean, a production value. That's big Two money wise. Yeah. That's big. So, I mean, you've I mean, what you guys are doing, like I said, I, I, I commend you for because I think it is hugely ambitious. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm excited and nervous to get this underway, and so I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> we have some amazing production talent behind us, and the fact is we know a lot. Like we have access to a lot of great talent that we either have tapped already or are in the process of tapping now. Yeah, that's tapping. It's we're gonna make it come together. That's one thing that I do have to say that between myself, Nick, and Mike is that whatever needs to happen, we will pull it together like with a prayer and a miracle and somehow. And I think that that's something that I'm sure you definitely understand, you know? Oh yeah. As we say in Polk <laughs> County, you got spit and a prayer and duct tape and you try to make it work. So no, I, I, I totally get that. And, and like you said, the tap, I actually thought you were calling me in for the Voltron with the tap. I, I didn't know what you were doing <laughs> oh, with that there to like become part like of the, part of the uh, robot. Um, but yeah, and no, form the head. yeah, exactly. To, so I, I'm like, I'm a part of the robot now. This is awesome. No, like you're going to be part of the robot. Act like I haven't been sitting here, like typing you out for parts. <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate it, but no, no, but I totally understand what you're saying because like, you've got to tap your friends when you do things like that, because you got to tap the people that you know that have different connections. Cause I mean, Trust me, we have not gotten as far in the podcast game as we have gotten if it wasn't for connections and talking to the people that we know saying, hey, can you help us with this? Or, hey, do you know so-and-so might be able to help us with this? And uh, it, as much hate to say it, it's totally a game of who do you know? It's like, who do you know that can help you with this or that and learn new things? Now, I've been blessed to have Johnny as a partner who, I apologize again, is not on tonight, but I mean – He's the guy who does all the computer stuff. He's the guy who does all the IT stuff. He's the guy who does all the editing. I'm just the fucking dancing monkey. Like, I'm just the guy with the jokes. So, I mean, he does all the heavy lifting. So, uh, you know, you got to have friends and you got to have people that will help you out. But you also got to have people that – because Johnny, I I love the guy. He's my brother. He's my family. So, you got to have people that you've got strong bonds with like that to do these projects with you. Because when you're putting in the time and money that you guys are putting in – to make these projects, you can't have Flaky McGee with you. You got to make sure that it's it's somebody serious. It's not fucking around. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a concern of ours. So that's why we've just been so meticulous with planning everything out. And like, I'm pretty sure people are annoyed with us already. Like, hey, are, are, are you sure? Are you sure you're gonna have the commitment for this? Yeah. Are you sure though? Come have a drink with me. Have a couple of drinks, and then tell me you you want to commit after you you know will be brutally honest with me. Yeah, well, but no, but I mean it, seriously. And if the only advice I can impart to you tonight, because I I have very little, um, a thimble full of advice, like I have of brains, um, would be that just to make sure that everybody in this project is like balls to the wall, hundred ten percent in. Because I mean. God bless it. You and Mike and, and Evie, you're, I mean, you're putting your money, your time, your sweat, and your tears and your blood into this. So you want to make sure that this thing, like, turns out phenomenal. So, like, I totally get where you're coming from. You want to make sure that everybody on your cast and crew is, like, if you're not in it as much as we are and have as much skin in the game as we do, then we may or may not need you. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is when everyone has that passion – 
Like I've seen it happen on sets before when everyone has that passion and that care for what they're doing. And the good thing is when you're dealing with cosplayers who have that acting background as well, I feel like a lot of cosplayers put a lot of passion and care into their projects. So when they don Spider-Man, like at one of the actors that we're talking, like the actor that I believe we have slated for Spider-Man, who we aren't going to release just yet, he's been training in parkour to be a more effective Spider-Man and be able to do a lot more of what Peter Parker can do. And if that's not dedication, I don't know what it is because I know he's been training for at least a year. Yeah. Like. Well, no, go ahead, Evie. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, don't worry. I do that. Like I use like as a bad anchor between sentences. But to put that kind of passion and care into this character, part of it is the trust that they're going to want to make sure that this character gets appropriately depicted. Yeah. In the series. Well, that and also we've been very, very lucky here at the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce is we've become a, a really big place for cosplayers and we've gotten really big in the cosplay community because we reached out to cosplayers and we're like, look, we want you guys to come on our show because so many people see your work, but they only see it as a 2D representation. They see the picture and that's it. They don't even know what your voice sounds like, much less what do you like, what are you into, do, what video games do you like, what movies, TV shows, like what's your personality so as one of our big things when we started the podcast is we wanted to make sure that this was kind of a, a jump off point and a place for people and creators, be it cosplayers or people like yourself, actors, writers, entertainers, to be able to come and kind of express themselves and talk about their projects. We really reached out to the cosplay community and I, I was just flabbergasted and floored by the amount of outpouring we got from them back into us of saying, Yes, let us do this. We want to do this. And not only that, just giving us so much love and becoming now friends. Like, we're friends with a lot of these cosplayers now because they're like, oh, it was so awesome doing your show. We had so much fun. And now, you know, my fans and the people that love me, actually, they know what my voice sounds like. They know what I like. They know, you know, what video games I'm into, what TV shows I'm into. Because as a cosplayer, I think you can kind of get put in a box if you will mm -hmm. where it's kind of yeah. like oh okay i know her for this or i know him for this but that's it but it's like well you know does jimmy what's his favorite football team what video games does he like to play or what is what's lucy's favorite tv show or what books does she like to read or you know it, or what does their voice even sound like because 90 percent of their fans don't even know that and so to be able to to open up that kind of box and that space to be able to be kind of that voice for them and the voice of the voiceless was awesome for us. But I think also for you guys, I think that's going to be really, really cool because you're going to be able to show a side of these cosplayers that people have never seen before. Like some of these cosplayers, this may be their first acting experience and it'll be like, Hey, not only on my resume, do I have cosplayer? Am I good at this? It's like, I'm also an actor too, or I'm funny or I'm a comedian or whatever. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, and we definitely want to help build them up as much as we want them to help build us up. Yeah. So I think that's where we're coming from. Um, and honestly, it, it's gotten to the point now where it's kind of like that's just the next step is original content as opposed to just reviews or or like um, reaction videos. Yeah. We, 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 we want to get to that next plateau, and that's what we're looking to do. Well, I – go ahead, Evie. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It'll be quick, I promise. <laughs> It's like in a fight, though, like when you're writing a fight together, you want to look – you look good by making your partner look good. Your partner looks good by making you look good. We're going to look good by making our actors, our crew, 
everyone look good. We want this project to be a credit for them as well as it is a credit for All Access Geek. Something that they can use for future demo reels for their resume and not be ashamed of. That's a big deal. Yeah. And we know more than anyone, not more than anyone, but equal to the other, like to other people, how much that means and how much that can contribute. And the fact is that can help them get future work and future opportunities as well. Yeah, and I mean, that's huge to be able to add something like this that you can put on their demo reel. And not only that, you know, a lot of these guys are trying to go out to these different cons like Tampa Bay Comic Con, Tampa Bay uh, Megacon, Megacon itself. Uh, it, it's something they can send to them. It's like, hey, I was in this video, I was in this project. So then they know that, hey, I'm not just a pretty face and I'm not somebody that just puts on an outfit. Like, I've got some extra chops to add to that. And I think you're right. You help them pad out a resume, and you give them something extra to kind of add to add to their arsenal, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and we know we have we've seen it in practice how much that can add towards a career, whatever way they choose to go with that. So that's something that we have attention with. And the fact is, Kyle, the guy that we work with has an incredible standard and incredible eye on top of the fact that Nick is a really talented DP, director of photography. He can create some beautiful looking shots and he's a great eye for that kind of thing. So hopefully aesthetically and standards wise and editing wise and all that, it's gonna, on the production value side, mm -hmm. it's gonna bring as much as we know that our actors are going to be able to. Well, and I think that's awesome. And also to, to say again to you, Nick, cause what you were, the point you were just making, which I actually really, really 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 agree with and not the fluffier blow smoke up your ass but it, it's definitely it's getting to that point where everybody's making reaction videos it's getting to the point where everybody's making like this new movie that came out let me do my video about it and my thoughts about it like everybody's doing that and i think that where all access geek is kind of being smart and proactive is you're like well these are great these are kind of like the this will bring people to the party but what's going to keep them at the party is the original content. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're looking to do. Um, <clears throat> we're hoping that we put out a good enough product that's just going to skyrocket us to better heights pretty much. Well, and that's a great thing about it because you're in a boat where you can't lose. It's like you've got some great talent like yourself, like Evie, like Mike. I mean, you've got great talent working with you. And then worst case scenario, you get the, the almighty cease and assist. You can be like, well, Marvel sent us a cease and assist, which is free publicity. Whenever <laughs> you get a cease and that's the reason why they don't send them out that often, which you need to hit me off air about that because I got a couple things to tell you about that. Um, but it's free publicity. It's like they told me I had to take this down because what I said was too controversial. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you just, you know, it's it kind of gives you your own press at that point. Yeah, um, I... I I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't hope that we would get some sort of reaction from Jared Leto um, when we were making fun of him, uh, because I'm. He's just, gonna find them one day. He's like, gonna find he's us. He's that kind of fucking guy. Like he's I, gonna shove my door. What up, bro? You don't like my Joker? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like Thirty Seconds Mars either. And just slam the door in his face and just watch him like freak out on the lawn. He's gonna be waiting outside, and then we'll have to call off work because Jared Leto's outside. I'm fully prepared for this eventuality. Like, I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually really excited to send that, uh, that text, that picture message to my boss. Listen, I, Patrick, I can't come into work today. Why not? Jared Leto's on my lawn trying to kick my ass. No, he's not. And just send the picture of Jared Leto out there with a bat. Like, I'm just saying. 
He's that's Jared Leto. of used condoms and like bullet shells and weird shit. And anal beads for some yeah, reason. He can't Did he use them on himself? Did he use them on someone else? Why does he have used anal beads? But see, his jizz is in the condoms. Or is it real jizz? Is it fake jizz? Because one of the members... It's just just mayonnaise and hot water. Well, see, (laughs) one of the members on our podcast whose name will not be named is actually uh, was the jizz maker in a movie. And one of her, like, claims to fame because you can't put it on IMDb is they... God, I'm going to totally mess it up and Johnny's going to jump my ass about it. But um, she made, like, fake jizz for a movie, and they couldn't put Jizz Maker as her title, so they had to like, come up with something to put on IMDb because they couldn't put, Demon like, it, it's something like that. It was something, like, crazy, like, you know, uh, baby batter maker or something. Like, Executive they had, of Ejaculate. Yeah, Wait, exactly, Ejaculate something like that, yeah. Spe- Ejaculate effect specialist. Exactly, because she was the one that had to whip it up and come up with it, which I thought was Fucking really, hilarious, yeah. Which is hilarious because most men will just whip it up for themselves in about ah, a couple of minutes. Bah! Up, but... bah! <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so I totally get that, but man, you no, know, but let me let me get to that because that's the one thing I haven't talked about you guys in this interview was, what are you guys' thoughts on Suicide Squad? Because it just came out, um, and you guys have had a lot of thoughts on All Access Geek, but you haven't had them on Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. What did you guys think about it? Uh, you want to go first? Uh, okay. Well, I wasn't on the reaction video or I wasn't on the review video. So like my stuff is completely mine. I, I have some background with DC. I'm not to the level that Mike and Nick are. So I'll be totally honest about that up front. Okay. But I am familiar with the suicide squad. I am familiar with the backstories of a lot of the characters. And honestly, to me, if you go in just going, I want to watch a fun movie. It is a fucking fun movie. Right? The soundtrack is stellar. The action's on point. Will Smith is Will Smith, but the fact is that's why Will Smith gets tired. It's true. And he brings a strong dead shot. Like, he does. It's different than the comic. Like, fuck you, dude. It's Will Smith. He's going to do what he's going to do. Woo! And Captain Boomerang, oh, I feel awesome. like, is... I support you. Captain Boomerang is the sleeper hit of that movie. He really is. That. Like, he was so, so good in that movie. She, yeah, but she's also biased because she just likes... Dirty, scruffy Australian men. I've been trying. But who doesn't? I mean, really? Yeah. But I, no, but 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 not but not the classy ones like Hugh Jackman or, or like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Literally, she keeps trying to get me to cosplay Kano from the original Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, I was thinking more like the Crocodile Dundee because that's my classic <laughs> dirty Australian. But yeah, I, I get where you're going. Hello, from. baby. Did you miss me? Made your partner smile, eh? Oh man. <laughs> He, he was does it so good. Do. Yeah. Do it, do it, please, just a little. Which one? The Kano. But which line? Like, I don't know. Whatever line you want to do, what fills your heart with joy. Hello, baby. Did you miss me? <laughs> Is that something like underground? Yeah. Th- <laughs> that's spot on right there, guys. So. Yeah, it infuriates me. He's so good. And Captain Boomerang, I have to say, my running co- besides Marco Robbie's accent issues, my running question <laughs> in the movie was where does he keep pulling all that beer from? Yes, oh yes, my God, I will I say love this. It. She's she's actually like worn me down to the point where I think at at uh, MegaCon you may see me in a Captain Boomerang cosplay. Nice. Um, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk around with a pink uh, pink unicorn and just endless amounts of beer. And if I can somehow make the pink unicorn into a beer flask, I will. 
Well, I'll tell you what. We actually had a role-playing game back in the game, and my character had a special pocket in his trench coat to where I would reach in, and I could always grab a beer out but because there was a portal in the pocket. And they said it always went to a 7-Eleven. Like, maybe not the same 7-Eleven, <laughs> but it always went to a 7-Eleven, so I could always so, pull out a different beer. I was beer. So, say yeah. 7-Eleven to, like, that fucking employee is like, where the fuck, fuck is, is this beer, beer going? Yeah, so well, that's what I kind of figured in my head. I was like, he's got the same jacket from my role-playing game where he just – Puts a puts a hand in it and a beer magically appears because it's so going through a portal. Anytime I go into a gas station, there's always that one six pack missing a fucking right, beer. Right, right. That, that was mine. That was mine because <laughs> I would reach in. And, and on that note, we got to take one quick break, and we're gonna be right back with Johnny and Deuce. Give me one quick second, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> Booty. That, that, that booty. Actually, pass me the pass me the hookah. You you say over, sorry. Sure. Uh. No, that's out. Which one are you gonna pack it with? Orange mess. Okay. I mean, million dollar bill. Oh, you want million dollar? We don't have to. Not for whatever. Larry's absent orange mess. There's already some out here. Okay. Live the life you want. Something, something, freedom. Okay, guys. Oh, I'll wait till he gets back. Okay. Yeah, he's packing a hookah really quickly. Oh, no worries. I saw the cat when he stood up and I got really happy. Oh, did you? I know he's around here somewhere because he can only stay in this room. Oh, hey, sweet bae. I know, I know. You're a good kitty. You want I would curl? be an asshole making friends with that cat, like, the entire podcast. Like, understand I'll still talk, but, like. Well, it's it's not an easy thing. It's taken me months because he only stays back in this room because he got really, for lack of a better word, he got to where he didn't like other people so much. So now he's got to stay back here. So, but he likes me. Because he sees me every week. Don't you, sweet face? He's a good kitty. He's a tortoiseshell cat. He's a tortoiseshell cat. I'm going to be friends with I'm an, I like to show up at parties to make friends with the pets that are there. That's my. I animal. know, because I'd much rather do that and talk to the people. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, See. <laughs> I'm, I'm a loving, positive human, but I'm a giant misanthrope at the same time. Exactly. Like, so you're like, eh. You're like, I could talk to the cat and have fun, or I could talk to the people, which is kind of hit or miss. So. And I'm going to roll my eyes so hard they end up in space. Like, just yeah. like, I'm going to go blind from rolling my eyes so hard. Oh, I know. I totally get that. Yeah, I've seen her do that before. <laughs> Rolled your eyes so hard that you could see your brain, pretty much? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> okay. So while Nick is gone, we're going to tell a story. You can't see me because I laid okay. down. Okay. So I'm sitting up again. Okay. Um, When we went to the Chili's near you. Okay. We made friends with a waiter like we do. Okay. And the waiter is super crazy. Okay. And he starts talking about millennials and their phones. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. You know, that's. And somehow it goes into the fact that 
everything that destroys or something comes from the Germans, including this news alarm. And we're like, this news alarm? He goes, it was made by the Germans. Hear me out. And he tells us the story, and he has the timing down. He's got his beats down. This fucker has written a story and worked on it. He's it's got a, a tight five about the Germans and the snooze alarm, is what you're telling me. He most certainly does. And it's about this young college girl who decides to get drunk instead of studying for her test. And she hits her snooze alarm too many times, and now she's late for her test. So she rushes. She rushes to work, or she rushes to class to try and get to the test, causes a, an accident with a bunch of cars involved. They try to pick up the dead bodies. Somebody gets leprosy from it. Now we've got a leper colony is how the story went. Like, I'm not fabricating in that. That's the story. Great lunchtime conversation. Yeah, we had already eaten, which we were all grateful for. Yeah. And mind you, Mike's face is going like this. Because he's loving every second of I'm this. sure, because Mike Mike is like me. He's a people watcher, and he loves just, like, hearing people's conversations and shit like that. So I could see him be going like, this is the greatest he, fucking story ever. I'm watching Mike lose his shit about this and trying to keep my eyes from rolling into space. And, like, my immediate reaction at the end of this is, but we already have a leper colony. You know, that's already a thing. We totally kind of already did that, so... Yeah, like, you're a little late. Little and late. It was a mess. I forget what Nick's response was, but I know we all talked about it. But this... He was like, how do you do a photo shoot with a horse and iPhones for blinders? I'm like, ooh, no one's done that before. Yeah. Womp womp. That's how I feel inside. That's what I hear when some people talk, like... Yeah, it's like the old lady from uh, the Peanuts cartoon. Womp, 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 womp. Actually, fun fact, and this is a stupid fact that matters to no one but me. What'd you... Okay, oh! Oh my god, okay. So, um, Nick reminded me to talk to you about a project that we have coming up. Okay. And it's actually one that Nick and I both got cast in. Nick got cast in it today. Awesome. I'm, we were on set, and we were able to work on... Because fun fact, freelancing means when you're at a job, you work on getting your next job. Ah, so basically, time. like while you were at Blackish, you were talking to the people there, trying to like hit up, like, "Hey, what's the next project you're doing in town, so I can get on that?" Is that kind of okay? You make friends. You're checking your listings and postings. You're responding to emails. Like I okay. got a promotional gig while I was at Blackish. Nice. Just in my emails, I just keep up. But my friend and I are actually. She's an amazing producer and writer okay. with her own production studio, Bouncy Boxer Media. Her and two other girls are put it together, and they've done a few projects with it. They do, like, fun T-shirts. Like, they have one of a raptor that says, like, Clever Girl yeah. on it. And so they're going to do a lot more with that, like, creating these creative, fun T-shirts that are worn in their podcast in their films yeah. or series that they're going to then sell. Okay. But so this all started because I was cleaning my car and I found this sock. Okay. This baby sock came out of motherfucking nowhere. There's no babies that have been in my car. You basically. need to burn that shit. That yeah, shit's got thing. the devil in it. Like I'm telling you right now, that th you need to burn that and you need to say a prayer over it. Like, and yeah, like no, don't don't fuck with that. That mm, yeah. No. So I posted that. 
I posted that on Facebook with my giant hand as a comparison. Well, no, I saw it when you posted the picture of the baby sock. I just didn't know that it came out of nowhere. It did. It was, I'm haunted. So I actually talked to, I posted it, and one of my friends, Stephanie, who, who's um, in Bounty Boxer Media, responded to it. Okay. And was like, that sounds like a fucking horror film. And I was like, my life is a horror film. Right. So we have a film that we're working on. It's going to be a short called Sock, or The Sock. I apologize. There you go. But it's based on this guy. Okay. And it's going to be a comedic horror film about the discovery of the sock. It's going to take some liberties with it, but Nick actually just got cast opposite me because he delivered a strong read. There you go. Like, I I floated his name as I know Nick's a strong improver, he's a strong actor, but Nick had to be the one to deliver the read and deliver what made her go your cast because right. I wasn't actually handling those decisions. Right. But I'm really excited to see that come up because we're planning to film, I believe in October. Wow. Well, that'll, so, that'll be fun and that'll be awesome. Cause it reminds me a lot of, they had a film come out not that long ago. I don't, well, it might've been a year and a half ago. It was called rubber. It was about a tire and it was yeah. a killer tire that oh went around God. and killed okay. people. So, so let's you and me rubber. talk for a second. Okay. No, I'm, I'm tagging back in for this one. <laughs> He was, Why? He was because it only everyone. takes 90 minutes to stock a hookah. Exactly, it does. Um, so, Trying to kiss your head down. Speaking of rubber, speaking of inanimate objects coming to life, if you ever want to both stare in awe at the amazing film work and laugh your ass off, just go to YouTube and type in the words killer cart and cart is spelled with a K. That was exactly what I was going to bring up. I know. I know you were. And I, I had to steal that thunder from you as I am a cruel and harsh temptress. Okay. So just for the record, I'd like it noted for the podcast that Nick is mean to me. It's true. Yes. Point. Yes. It's, it's in the podcast. It's done and so it is written. I'd like the record to, I'd like the record to show that Evie Lee Cedras is mean to me. <laughs> what the dick nuts? All I've ever done is be nice and cute. Whatever. Okay. So Killer Cart is an... A uh, producer did it as an FSU project. Right. And, and it's hilarious and it's terrifying. The acting is on point. The production value is stellar. It's like a 15-minute short. 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Well, I want to say, and I, I've i got to throw the big fat allegedly out there for our lawyers, I think that might have been what kicked off Rubber because I think Cart was before Rubber. I don't know. I've never. I haven't actually seen Rubber. I've seen the beginning of it, yeah. but I haven't. Yeah, I just remember being really long. Like the intro is very long. Well, like I the was intro already... was long, and the whole movie I think is like almost two hours. So I'm like, God damn! How do you have a, a, a two hour movie about a killer fucking tire? It just seems a little redundant. I'm sure that they could do it, but like, let's be clear. Like, I will give full disclosure. We were having a friend's night at a friend's place. I was already very toasty and very sleepy by the time we started it. So I saw sand and I saw a tire rolling and I went to sleep. Well, hey, I don't blame you on that because that's what always happens. And and Evie, you can back me up. You're with friends. You're hanging out. You get a little toasty. You're having a good time. You're partying. You're having a couple drinky poos. And then somebody throws on a movie and they're like, oh, my God, this is the best movie ever. And then you're like, this thing sucks. And you last like five minutes before you're like Dunyan rings. You're like, fuck this shit. Fuck this movie. I'm going to sleep. 
Yeah. Yeah, fuck your bitch and the cookie claim. Like, this movie's lame. They yeah. understand that, like, sleeping is a thing that's going to happen for me when we yeah. watch stuff. I'll be, like, you come over to my place to watch it. I'm going to be comfy. I'm wearing sweatpants or yoga pants. I'm going to sleep somewhere. Like, yeah. good luck. Y'all have fun. I'm not saying you can't have fun, but I'm not saying I'm going to be awake for your fun. Yeah. After, like, a time. There are times we'll, we'll stack the deck against her just so we can watch something that we want to watch that we know she'll shoot down to where it's just like, what I... it's just like, man, this has been fun. And Hey, Evie, are, are you tired? Are you, are you tired? Do you, do you want to go to bed? And like, we'll just suddenly ask her and she's just like, I think I'm, I think that's best. And she'll go to bed. Because like, I have morning work, buttholes. You work nights. Don't kick my wine. I didn't kick your wine. You kicked it. He kicked my wine. <laughs> He's mean to me. Eddie kicks your wine. I see, I see. So you got to hold it. You got to hold it like the fucking Heisman is what you got to do to keep yeah. it away from yeah. it. So I'm also very good at football. I like to play linebacker. Nice. That's it. I don't want to run the ball. I just like to hit people really hard. That's hey, what I'm that, there for. I ain't going to lie. That's what got me into football when I was in high school. My, my coach was like, hey, do you want to play football? I'm like, fuck no. And he's like, you can hit people and not get in trouble for it. And I'm like define hit people he's like you can knock the fuck out of people if you feel like it i was like i'm in sir where is my helmet and where are my pads my dad plays every sport known to man my dad is in his 50s and still plays with dudes in their 20s and wow. he still he goes out to hits like, them and outruns them. like national championships too like it, no it's not shit. like oh yeah. 15 up league yeah. like they, they keep they keep ribbing him like when are you gonna join the 15 up league and he's like uh, when I'm I sorry, quit I'm beating your twenty-year-old ass is what I'm gonna exactly, move up. Yeah, exactly. he, he's out there. He's out there like running the twenty-year-old, and they're just like, okay, whatever. Awesome. We're buttholes. I assume that's what they say to my dad because they are, but um, they're not buttholes. They're cool. They get along with my dad. Whatever. Anyway, but growing up, my dad would play football, hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever. And it was a, when I was little, I was like, hey, dad, can I play ba- football? He's like, no, girls don't play football. But I've taken it back in my adulthood. There you yeah. go. Well, that is awesome. Well, I'm going to circle back around to the one thing we were at before we, we kind of got off topic. I want to finish you guys' thoughts on Suicide Squad and w- yes, what you guys oh thought. My yeah. God. <laughs> hey, it's, it's my- a conversational podcast. It's also a drinking podcast. So people know this shit will happen. So it's totally it cool. Okay, I'll wrap it up quickly on my end. Hey, I've got a beer and a half left, so you don't have to wrap it up quickly on my half. I've still got to drink both, so. The character work is really strong. I like the casting. I feel nothing for Captain Rick Flagg. He's a garbage fag, in my opinion. I was actually really impressed with Joel Kinnaman's portrayal. I did, too. I I liked it, too, but I'll get back to that. Go ahead. Yeah, like, I felt like he was a meth head that you find behind the (laughs) 7-Eleven. Really. That's how I felt. God damn. I mean, I live in Polk County. We're like the world capital of meth. So when you say he's a meth head, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, like, so you know what dick I mean. a quota. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he was just like, one second, goes to the window, yeah. pulls on the blinds. Oh, my God, you're right. You're Rick right. Rick right Flag is outside. Rick Flag, what are you doing out there? I'm in the army, meth. I don't know how you do I'm meth. over here on a chantress. Uh, uh, uh. I'm like, no, that's a bitch in a Halloween wig. Get the fuck out of there. Like, I love the shit out of the cast. I got to tell you, Jared Little's Joker, I was not impressed. I will say this. I will will agree with Mike in this. They didn't give you enough to formulate an opinion. Yeah. You need another, like, 10, 15, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. 
formulating opinions is one of my talents. You got more character from him from the Purple Lamborghini video than you did in that entire movie. I you did. really did. Purple Lamborghini lurking. Like like Rick Ross, I think, is, is Evie in mind's spirit animal now. <laughs> well, it's not a terrible spirit animal. You could definitely choose way worse spirit animals. We, we joked around about doing it for Megacon. Uh, I go as Jared Leto Joker, and he's going to go as Rick Ross. I want to be the purple Lamborghini. Yeah, she's oh, going to be nice. Skrillex. She's going to be Skrillex. We're just going to oh, roll, yeah. through, roll through the convention well, blaring well, that song well, on a boombox. Well, 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 well. I'm going to be a tiny magical imp. Dude. Jerry. So this blew our mind. Skrillex is 5'4". It pissed me off. I got mad. He's so magical and tiny. Yeah, he's 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 literally borderline a midget. Just saying. Yeah. Our little okay, person. So- is that what we're supposed to say now? Little person? Yeah, but like we're on the same page. Vertically yeah. challenged. Vertically challenged. You know how? Um, have you seen the epic rap battles of history? Beethoven versus Skrillex. Yes. Mozart versus Skrillex. Fight me. I will. Good. You'll lose. <laughs> um. So they did a live version of that, and Epic Lloyd is obvi- is known to be short, and he um re- he raps for Skrillex. And in the live version, Skrillex comes out and they rap together, but they're the same fucking height. And it infuriates me because they're tiny and magical and precious. And the world has to protect them because the world is cruel and they are we and they are magical. That's wild, man. (laughs) That's some wild shit. But I I still think that that was a great idea. You totally should have cosplayed that. But well, I, it was I, for I, Megacon, I, so it's in the future. Yeah, so. it's it's the end the end of October, I believe. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. probably gonna happen. Well, but Jared Leto's Joker, in, in my opinion, I've watched a lot of America's Sex Dot Model, and the best way to say this is the look wears you. You are not wearing a look. He's in a lot of costuming, a lot of makeup, and he does not perform enough to come past that and be a character outside of it. Like his laughter felt hollow to me every time. It, like it was like ha 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 ha. It's in the script, not I'm laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And so even I, though he said all the things about, like, oh, I practiced this laugh, I did all these things, yeah, yeah. And she does a hand motion that we will not repeat. Yeah, that, that she's doing the... Yeah, or it's the jerk off and blow. The skeet, because skeet, skeet, motherfucker, if you will. I think I think skeet, my favorite skeet, time skeet. I've ever used that. Someone made, someone made this comment, it was like a couple days after 4th of July, and I did, I did that, and I had a popper in my hand, I go... And I just blew out fucking confetti. Oh. That is true. It that is should true. have been a vine. You totally I missed a good vine. I would have the chief while I mastered. Like, da na 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 Yes. So, but Jared, I feel like Jared Little did a lot of stuff for being, oh my God, Method. And believe me, I've seen Method actors. I get Method. I've read and studied on it myself. But I feel like he was like, I sent used anal beads and bullet shells to Viola Davis, so I don't need to actually practice. I feel like he felt like he knew what he was doing and didn't work beyond that. Yeah. So it came out kind of two-dimensional. Yeah, and I agree. And also, there's a point, like, being a comedian and an actor myself, there's a point where you're being method, and there's a point where you're just being a fucking asshole. That's what Nick said. Yeah, like, you're just, you've just crossed a line, and you're just being a fucking douche at this point. And I like Jared Leto a fucking lot, so me saying that is a big deal. But I was just like, when I kept reading the stories about him, I'm like, this is fucking insane. Like, at a certain point, I would have been like, I'm I'm voiding my contract. Fucking sue me. Like, you can kiss my ass. 
I actually um, went on a rant about that that got cut from the actual review where I compare him. And this is a conversation we've had. I I compare him to those goth kids that used to hang out at the mall when you were, like, in your teens. And they just like, I'm edgy and I'm going to get up and try to be creepy to you because that's who I am. I'm a special snowflake, but I'm a black snowflake. And I'm like, no, you're not. No. I'm dark with my pain and despair. I keep I keep memes on my phone and I keep pictures that I find are funny that are ready for things. Right. And there's one that has puppies and it's like you don't need to be edgy to have fun on the internet. And Jared Little did not need to be edgy to have fun on the Suicide Squad. Like he didn't. Calm down. Home well, also break. he was only there like four days. I mean, how how many days do you think he was really on set? And also, how many days was he on set with the actual cast? Why did he need to send him shit? It's like. If I don't interact with you on the set, there's no need. Like, he didn't act with Viola Davis in any scene. Why is he sending her shit? Like, yeah. Viola's husband, she had to threaten him to have her husband beat the living shit out of have him. Have you before. seen Viola Davis's husband? Yeah, they, they, the, I think the nickname was, they, call, they used to call him the headache ball. Yeah, the motherfucker was a former linebacker. Yeah, allegedly. I knew that. I knew he so, was like. This guy would fuck Jared Leto up. Like, we will find pieces of Jared Leto in the goddamn river if this guy gets a hold of him. So I'd be like, hey, Viola, peace. Like, you know, I I love what you're doing. You're doing a great Amanda Waller. Uh, Her Amanda Waller was motherfucking stellar. It was. It was on point. Yeah. While Enchantress, wait, 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 wait. I mean, Kara Devlin, I'm not sure I'm saying her name right. You don't, it deep. doesn't matter. I've fallen deeply in love with her, and I'm going to wife her so hard. And she, like, the Enchantress transformation sequence was cool as hell. It was. I don't know. And I've got to say something, and I'm going mean, to hopefully add to what you're about to say, is when we did our actual Suicide Squad review, I said, you know, when I watched her performance, I felt like it was an Instagram model, just because of the fact that when I watched her in Paper Towns, it was kind of eh. But after seeing Suicide Squad for a second time and watching it, I'm like, there's a little bit more nuance in there that I did not read the first time. So I definitely yeah. give her more credit. Like, she definitely has had some acting classes and done way, way better than than what I gave her credit for in our original Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce episode where we kind of did the ha- uh, Suicide Squad, you know, episode review. I think she did a really, really good job, and I and and I will say this out loud. I take back the words I said. I, th- I think she did a great job. Yeah, and I think that she did – I do agree with you that she did a great job. And, I mean, I know that they tried to establish June Moon and Rick Flagg, but I think it's that I found Rick Flagg so uncharismatic. And from what everyone who is, knows a little better than me about the Suicide Squad has told me, that's the point of Rick Flagg. He's not super. Well, see, that was it. The thing I said in our review, because I've got a good feeling you guys didn't listen. Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You don't have to. Was that uh, I really liked him because being a guy that's had military people in my family and understanding what military life is. When you do something like that, like fall in love with somebody like that and you flush your whole military career down the toilet. That is a huge, that's a fucking huge life move. Like, that is like yeah. a, I am making a decision that I am flushing my military career down the toilet because I love this person so much. So, because of that, that's what made me fall in love with the character. So, I'm like, holy crap, you just flushed a great military career down the toilet. This woman must be the greatest thing that's ever walked on water. She must be 
like the you know the greatest thing ever so that's what made me like her but also made me yeah. like him so but i like that i like that frame of reference though and it was i i'm obsessed with Karen Evelyn. like let's be very real i yeah. find her perfect and she's a nipple weirdo like she's such a weirdo in her interviews and i love her oh i know the whole nipple thing where she was like grabbing like everybody's nipples in interviews i'm like what the fuck like she's she just it. such Everyone's a weird nipples yeah margaret robbie's nipples katana's she was like bah, bah, bah. like she could yeah. find them through those shirts that was her power yeah, that was her superpower, which I thought was hilarious because I'm like, that's just such a weird thing. Like, you would never think of something like that from her. But, like, also we got to remember she's, like, super young. What is she, like, 22, 23? She's, like, super crazy young. So she's kind of in that I'm having fun. And you got to think, at this point, the world's her oyster. She's got a big sci-fi movie coming out soon. Like, she's got a lot on her plate. So she can kind of do what she wants and write her own check. And points to her for if she did go to acting classes and really work to develop her acting between Paper Towns and Suicide Squad. Like, when she, her interactions with her brother and stuff like that, I thought she did a solid job. I thought she gave strong deliveries. I mean, I did think that her kind of weird raver shit that kind of happened near the end was kind yeah. of weird, but it's an aesthetic choice. And that may not well, the other thing is her. that might not have been her choice. Like, the director might have been like, hey, this is what I want you to do. I'm like, I don't like that. Well, I'm the director. This is what I want you to do. Yeah, this is the yeah. same director, supposedly, was having the actors punch each other in the face. So, I mean, like, everything I, I not read about. That. Yeah. Well, like, every, unless you're doing, like, Creed or Rocky, then, then I agree with as that. A combatant, <laughs> as a combatant and as an actress, I don't agree with taking hits to the face. Not by mistake. But that's for longevity and for protecting the headshot. But whatever, that's me. well. No, and I don't disagree with that. Being an actor, I understand what you're saying, and I want to throw a big allegedly out there. But there was a lot of things where they were saying, like the director would make him do these weird things amongst each other to kind of get these shots out of them, um, which I thought was kind of neat when you said it. But then when you read it on paper, you're like, if we're punching each other before a shot, that seems really fucking weird. Like it's gonna mess up my makeup. What if they hit me wrong and it, it you know. I mean, there's a whole lot of, yeah. like, ways this could backfire. Like, the thing is, in all my – and I'm not going to say I'm God's gift to anything or that I know better than anybody else. But in my experience, if there's a slap, you have to take the slap. Yeah. There's no – this stupid, I've been slapped, it doesn't work. No. You have to just take a slap. But a punch, there's no reason. You've got so much more power behind that. You can do more damage. Yeah. You're – rest i just have a lot of safety things that i get weird about so punching makes me upset slapping i'd agree with or i'd understand at least yeah. but long story short i thought suicide squad was an enjoyable movie i had a weird nitpick when harley quinn said that line about being a sociopath you were a doctor you know what a sociopath is that wasn't it like What's like, you know here. what the definition of that word is, and you know you're using it wrong. Yeah, like, why are you... I would have loved to have seen... And in that scene where Diablo comes straight about his back, background and all yeah. that, I love that Diablo had that Aztec or Mayan old god, yeah. and he spoke in the old god tongue to the other characters who spoke yeah. that tongue. I thought that was badass. But when she talked to him and she was just like, yeah, well, you're a bad person, whatever. Meanwhile, wanting to have the Joker's normal babies. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, I would have loved to have seen some of Harley Quinn therapist or psychiatrist. I would have loved to have seen I'm a doctor. Well, I'm but, hoping everything works out with that because the word on the street, and I've got to throw allegedly is out like crazy just so our legal department doesn't shit a brick. But supposedly Margaret Robbie has basically the rights kind of to the character now. So basically yeah. she can do any movie she wants with Warner Brothers. And what she wants to do is a movie involving her, Poison Ivy, and uh, the character that you're going to be playing in Capes, a huntress, and do like a whole, like basically like the dark side of Gotham movie where it'd be like her and Poison Ivy and the Huntress and kind of like a girl power movie, which I think I would be you, the greatest thing ever. I ship Ivy and Harley so hard and aggressively. Like, I do. And, of course, obviously, I love to see my girl Huntress in there. And yeah. I cosplayed Ivy for an event because – or just from MetroCon because my friend has been cosplaying Ivy like old-school, traditional Harley, I'm yeah. sorry, for years. And I've been swearing I'm going to do it. And last minute, she was like, by the way, I'm going to be Harley tomorrow. And I pulled Ivy out of what I had. Flying around. Yeah. And she did my makeup. And it turned out pretty well. But I can't wait to see that project. And if she gets the creative control and if she has the grasp of the character that she seems to, I would love to see that. Because I get that she's crazy. I get that she's manic. But you have that solid academic background and you have that solid intelligence there too. And I want to see someone in their full faculties or someone having all this knowledge, choosing to use their sex as a weapon, choosing to use their body as a weapon, choosing to use all that play with that. You don't have to yeah. discard the intelligence to use the sexuality. You can have both. That's a thing. Yeah. Use it. Well, no, and that's what I really like about it because, like I said, for a legal department, I've got to throw out a big allegedly. But allegedly, yeah. that was a whole deal with her signing on. It's like, look, I'm going to sign on for this movie. I will do whatever you tell me to for this movie. But if I do this movie, this is my character. I've got creative control, kind of like uh, Hulk Hogan. Not that you guys are big wrestling fans, but back in the day, his big thing I, was he— I lived and died by it when I was in middle school. Oh, yeah. So Hulk Hogan used to have creative control over his contract. So the whole deal was he was like, well, this guy's going to beat you. He'd be like, no, fuck, he's not. Like, I've got creative control. And it's kind of the same thing is allegedly what she signed up for is like, look, I will do this. I will do whatever you want in this one movie. But after that— Anything with Harley Quinn, she's mine, and I've got creative control over it, which was a big deal because you got to think, Margaret Robbie right now is a big fucking, uh, it, she's a big property. I mean, she was in The Wolf of Wall Street. She was in all these movies. She was uh, nominated for an Oscar. Um, she kind of has got the pull to say, hey, uh, I'm going to do this, but uh, these are my terms and conditions, especially when it's a back-end deal like that, like, because if you know, Suicide Squad had tanked, they would have been like, oh, well, we're not doing these characters anymore. And she's like, well, if this movie does good and I promote it, I want this character in the future and I want to be able to decide what we do with it, which I think is big. And like I said, this is all allegedly, this is all dirt sheets and, you know, backside news and different, you know, entertainment websites. It could be full of shit. So, allegedly, so we don't get our ball suit off. But, I mean, those those are the kind of things that, you know, could happen, which I'm excited to see. I think that's amazing, and hopefully so. But ultimately, I enjoyed Suicide Squad. They took some liberties on some things, but ultimately it was an enjoyable movie. Jared Little's Joker, not interesting. You rested on your costume, basically. I will be right back. I'm going to tag in Nick. 
because <laughs> he has not gotten to actually opine on things. I mean, he chimes in with me, but like, let's give him this stage. And also, I will still be right back. Okay. <laughs> Fight me. I kissed you on podcast. well we're actually going to kind of slowly kind of wrap it up but nick i want to tell you man to man seriously brother today has been a a crapless now if it was a movie because it has been craptastic but i appreciate that both you and evie have kind of made it less craptastic and let us have just a fun time on the podcast um it and it, it just staying on with us so long because I mean my God man you've been working since what like the ass crack of dawn this morning and still came on yeah. and hung out with us and it, it talked to me on the phone while you're going down I four now where you're at home you're talking to me again now I I greatly appreciate it and again brother like I said brother to brother I thank you man you're welcome man I'm I'm happy like I'm, I had such a blast doing this man. Well, like I said, man, we definitely have to do this again. We got to get you and Mike scheduled again, especially a night where either you can come in studio or we can do it with you guys live via Skype and Mike can be there with you because uh, I'll tell you what, and it's the same thing I, I said to Mike and I said to you, when you can see somebody, especially as an entertainer and comedian, and you can kind of mm-hmm. get that energy and bounce off each other, which thank God for the internet and being in 2016 where you can you know see each other even though you're in Tampa and I'm here over in, in the great Polk County area that where you can kind of bounce off each other. It's, that's fucking phenomenal. It is. It is. And I definitely think that's definitely doable to come out to the studio, chill with you, bring a six pack or two and we'll just knock it out, man, man. Well, I, I'll tell you what, that, that would be a fun afternoon. I definitely want to do that. And I want to say also again, congratulations on the amazing day you had brother. Like you, you Thanks, need man. to kind of uh, toot your own horn tonight and have a great time because Think about it, man. Like, you had an amazing day, and on top of that, you went as an extra and then turned into a feature player. I mean, that's that's fucking phenomenal, bro. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that, so I'm definitely going to keep you updated on that. <laughs> well, definitely, man. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Well, Nick, tell me, how can everybody find you guys on the Internet? Okay, so you want to go to uh, uh, Facebook, and you want to type in All Access Geek. Uh, we're the first people to pop up. Uh, we got a red, yellow, and blue logo. So keep an eye out for us. We're going to be trying to put out videos weekly, maybe more than once a week if we can swing it. Uh, we're trying to get a bunch in the can and start hitting them off. And we definitely have memes going up, news going up. So definitely keep an eye out for us. Well, definitely. And you guys, like I said, you really need to go and give a like to their site because – I, I love it, man. Like, I check you guys out every day. You're, like, one of the few things I actually on Facebook where I go in the search bar and actually not, like, oh, it comes up in my timeline. Like, I actually put All Access Geek and see what you're doing because you guys have great memes and you've got a lot of great things going on, and it's it's a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, is there any other way that everybody can reach you or any other way you want them to reach you? Uh, yeah, so we do have a website. It is allaccessgeek.com. Uh, it's mostly for blogs. We'll throw our videos up there as well. Um, we also have a Twitter, All Access Geek as well. Actually, no, I, I believe it's AAG, uh, AA Geek Team. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll do, uh, especially with the new season coming up. Yeah. Uh, each night when there's a Arrow, a Super, uh, Supergirl, a Flash, we're doing live tweets of it. Uh, we're just throwing out uh, links to our stuff. So if you don't maybe do websites or facebook that much we'll have links to all of our stuff on there it's at alexis geek it's at all okay it is at alexis geek um definitely check us out on there uh for all the latest news and and memes we're gonna be throwing up and uh mike's uh twitter is at mike steel 15 mine mine is uh 
at Radically Poetic. I'm going to see about getting that updated so it can link from my name. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to be uh, hitting the social media a lot harder going forward. And I got to ask you one more question before we finally wrap it up, just because mm-hmm. you hit on it while you were talking. How fucking amazeballs is it that CW is going to have a DC show on four nights of the week? Well, oh, actually, so more excited. than that, there's going to be two on some nights when iZombie comes back. But still, every night of the week, and there's a major show. iZombie is the is the sleeper, I believe, of the of the DC shows. Like, oh, you iZombie, don't even know. I, like, I love it. That's my jam. As much as I love Flash, as much as I love Arrow, I liked earlier on. This this last season wasn't as great as it could have been. No, this season hopefully was with shit this show. Season five, yeah. Hopefully, with season five, they're going to hit it big. Because apparently, according to rumors. They're going to be directly influenced by the Flashpoint at the end of season two. So we'll see how they change that up, which I think will be pretty interesting. Rumor has it that he's going to be growing the actual Van Dyke goatee, which will be awesome. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, I'm excited for, for iZombie. Like, each each week it's it's blown us away. And definitely check out the stars on that show on Twitter, man, because the guy who plays Ravi. like oh my has, God. has Ravi is everything. Yeah, he's retweeted us. He's responded to us on really? Twitter. He's awesome. He's always on there. And I got to tell you, I went into the show, like, I watched it because obviously it was happening in my living room a whole lot. Right. And I went in, I am not a super fan of zombies. I think the whole thing can be kind of tired at times, to say it diplomatically. So I went into iZombie with, like, expecting to hate it. And I was deeply aggravated because I loved it. It's so good. Like, the cast is stellar. Ravi is everything. My friends and I regularly fight over him. It, the show itself is brilliant and hilarious and it has a dark humor like it's it is a sleeper hit of the cw well it really is and it's it's funny that you mentioned that because what brought me to the show was rob thomas and not it's a hot one rob thomas or 3 a.m rob thomas like rob thomas the writer because he was the guy who did veronica mars and i love veronica mars with kristen bell and i was like oh he's getting a new show i'm watching this day one and two three episodes in i was hooked which it's so funny because I watched every single episode of iZombie. I've been a Supernatural fan forever. I've got four episodes of Supernatural. Respect. I've got four episodes of Supernatural sitting on my DVR box. But you know what I don't have sitting on my DVR box is any episodes of iZombie because I had to watch them every week. Like, I couldn't, yeah. like, wait around to watch them. So, I mean, it, the, showing that after, I think this was season two, it put it above shows that I've been watching for, you know, nine ten years is amazing and like you said yourself i think that's a sleeper hit when it comes to dc comic shows on the cw yeah and and actually one of the very first articles we ever published on uh all access geek was that i zombies the show that you are not watching but should be watching and they're just they're so tongue-in-cheek they're so meta like as you said, the uh, the writer is Rob Thomas, but in the season finale of season two, they bring on the singer Rob Thomas and they kill him off. I know, I like, love that. I was this like, is this brilliant. is the greatest thing ever. Like, <laughs> it really is, because you have to understand, uh, me being living in Polk County as long as I did and being here for high school, like, I, I might have gone to some shows I probably shouldn't have been where it wasn't uh, Matchbox 20. They were called Tab of the Secret. So I saw Rob Thomas where he was only maybe four or five years older than me singing in bars in fucking Orlando. So I love that guy. Just love Rob Thomas. Been a Matchbox 20s fan from Jump Street. 
and then seeing him on the show because he shares the same name because I was like, Rob Thomas writes the show back when it was uh, Veronica I Mars. I looked it up on IMDb too. I was deeply confused. Yeah, by because it. like when it was Veronica Mars, I was like, oh my God, Rob Thomas, a singer who I've seen like forever and who's so awesome is writing the show. I'm like, no, not the same guy. And then to have him <laughs> show up on the last season, I was like, that is a great idea. Whoever came up with that, fucking brilliant. Like, that is great, great stuff. Um, and God, I've kept you so long. I shouldn't keep you any longer, but I got two more questions for you, and I swear I'll keep them short. One okay. is, um, now that Constantine has been moved to the CW seed, um, and also Constantine is voicing, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, I believe his name is, is actually voicing the voice of Constantine in the new animated uh, DC or movie from Warner Brothers. Uh, it's going to be Justice League dark i think is what it's called yeah. where it's him and swamp thing and everything yeah. uh, hopefully knock on wood maybe this is leading to a constantine tv show on the cw what are your thoughts yeah I, i'm actually excited because uh, i remember back when uh dc legends tomorrow was first announced first couple episodes came out people were excited for it and uh guggenheim i believe came out and was just like yeah our plan for this is to explore these characters explore the show but it's not gonna be the same cast we're gonna have people changing in and out and after they did the the constant episode with arrow they're like yeah i mean we kind of have rights to that allegedly and they were talking about bringing him on as a member of the dc legends tomorrow and at that point they were actually they're talking about bringing in another character and it was uh, i want to say like stephen stephen r mcqueen and like yeah we're gonna talk to him about being a character and what, what really, like, sells it for me is that he's been pushing on social media for a while to be Nightwing. And if I can get Nightwing on a CW TV show, I would have died from dehydration for how much I've ejaculated. Like, it's yeah, just insane. I, I can't take you into our bedroom to show you the shelf, but there is, like, quite a lot of Nightwing memorabilia in our bedroom. That is true. Well, that's the next question I have for you is supposedly, allegedly, I, I have no uh, – any – kind of uh, real facts or figures to back this up but supposedly especially with all the people that are showing up it looks like maybe they're trying to make a young justice show on uh, on cw because you got to remember arnimedes supposed to be showing up this season on arrow um mm -hmm. you've got uh the martian manhunter who's showing up yeah. on you know supergirl now which is now part of the network so uh, I, I and I'm gonna butcher her name, and I apologize. It's not Martian girl, but Miss um, Martian. Miss Martian. McGann McGann Moran. Yeah, is showing up. Um, and you've got so many of these characters from the Young Justice TV show on uh, Cartoon Network that are actually now showing up on the CW. If the CW decided they wanted to pull it together and said, "Screw it, let's just do Young Justice," because we've got all these characters available. It's doable. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, so actually a couple of years back, they actually announced um, – back I think it was like Flash and Arrow they had. Um, they were announcing doing more uh, DC properties. You had Gotham coming out. You had iZombie. You had Constantine. Right. They were pushing to do a Teen Titans show over on TNT. And then that kind of got shitballed. Yeah, just – yeah, and so the people – like the team was supposed to be Beast Boy, uh, Starfire, Raven, Nightwing. And I'm like, that's awesome. I think if they took it and did it on CW, it'd be great because one of the things they have is they've got 
Roy Harper as Arsenal. They've got yeah. um, uh, Kanan Longs- Lonsdale as Kid Flash, who I've I've loved his portrayal of Kid Flash. Wally in awesome. the show has been awesome. awesome. All they need now, all they really need now is they need to bring in a, a solid actor to play Dick Racing because those three guys are like they're, – they're superhero bros. Like it's literally like, hey, man, we're the Teen Titans. Oh, uh, man, guess who I dicked down today? Oh, uh, I know you did, Dick Racing. Like like they put are the putting the D in DC and like they, they really like – they need to get those three guys on screen together. Throw in Ansel your characters if you want. Raven would be a good choice. Beast Boy might be a little hard to do with all of the special effects, yeah. but I mean, there's so many other Titans they could bring in for it that'd be really great to see, especially if they bring in Ravager, which they touched on in, in season two of, of Arrow. I think if they did a, a Teen Titans or a Young Justice show, it'd be great to, to market on that live action. But I think they should also just touch on the idea of maybe doing Young Justice season three for Netflix, because apparently they are in talks with Peter David to do it. Yeah, and, that was the, the next question I was going to have. They're kind of in talks to him to do it because Peter David has kind of been the uh, Twitter monster, if you will, about uh, Young Justice. Like, hey, watch it. Hey, get on Netflix. Hey, you know, if you're watching the show, Netflix is watching and seeing how many people are watching. Just, he was even at one point, like, allegedly, just play it in the background. Like, if you're doing something, just put it in the background. I don't give a shit just because yeah. the, Netflix is seeing the analytics on it. And supposedly they've reached out to him to do another season, which I get weird when it comes to stuff like this. And this is me being just an old fucking cynic. And that is, is are they really trying to do this show or is it him just trying to promote it to where it gets some more hype to where they're like, yeah, we're totally doing that. You know what I mean? Because it could totally be a creator trying to blow smoke up your ass to where like, you watch the show more on Netflix because he hopes it happens or does it really happen? But I would love for it to really happen because that was an amazing show. Yeah, it really was. And here's the thing. Like, I know he's gotten some shit on social media for just the way he's acted. Um, But when it comes down to Peter David, he's actually one of my favorite writers. And in fact, he's written one of my favorite comic books. And I had Evie grab this just now uh, at mega, not mega con, Tampa Bay comic con. Uh, I actually got him to sign my favorite copy of, X Factor. Nice. Um, so and like and here's the thing, I've seen him a couple times and I've I've either either forgotten that copy or I've lost it. And one thing that I've never seen on on his table or whatever is he'll have comic books, he'll have books, but he wrote a lot of Young Justice and when we saw him, he had actual scripts of Young Justice that he would sign if you bought them. Nice. I'm thinking maybe he's pushing out there trying to push the name of Young Justice so he can actually get back into writing it because that show was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but he wasn't super personable when we met him. Yeah, he's just an older guy. I don't he didn't give a shit. He's like, I signed it. Fuck you. Well, but that's the only thing, and just to throw it to Evie on that, when you've got people that are older that are comic book writers, they kind of – I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to get us in trouble, but – like, when they're older, they just kind of, they don't understand all this stuff anymore. Like, when you talk about podcasts, or you talk about webisodes, or you talk about, you know, online videos, like, they don't, does that make any sense? Like, it doesn't click yeah. with them. It's like, what are you talking well, I about? Mean, they, they, they cut their teeth on writing back when writing comic books, like, when you and I were younger, when it's just, oh, you're a nerd, you like comic yeah. books. So I think being thrust into the mainstream where they're getting people who are just like, oh, my God, we love your stuff. They're like, what? 
like they're kind of maybe taken aback by that. But all... haven't heard it, and it is confusing. Well, it and, is true. And I think Evie actually might have just hit, hit the nail on the head that it's confusing because they're like, um, I don't understand. This isn't on FM radio. This isn't on uh, NBC. This like they don't understand because they come from an old or older age of media, and I'm not knocking them for it, but they come from the media of. ABC, NBC, CBS, they come from the media of, like, oh, these are the things that we know, and then when you start saying internet, podcast, webisode, it's just words that they don't, it, it doesn't compute. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like, maybe it doesn't hit, hit them of how much uh, traction or how much uh, exposure they can get through these alternate channels. Right, and I think that that happens a lot. And we we've had that happen with guests whose names will not be mentioned, but things have happened where it's like we say that, but it doesn't compute, so they're not as interested in doing it. Um, but I I think it's awesome, and like I said, I also think it's awesome that maybe on the CW that we'll get a Young Justice show. Which I wanted to ask you and Evie about that. What are your thoughts on that? If we get it, what what do you think? What is your kind of mindset? I think that's that, I think that's the next the next stage. I mean, I feel like DC Legends Tomorrow was kind of the testing ground to see if a superhero team up show could work on a small screen format like that. Yeah. And they, I mean, as much as I enjoy the show, it did have some issues. I think though, if they came in strong with a solid script based on those characters, I mean, and they've they've done the the Teen Titans bad guys like Brother Blood, uh, Hive. I mean, they could easily take that, bring in the team of superheroes. Uh, maybe not the all powerful ones like Raven or with like Starfire, but they could do that and it would it would hit really well. Yeah. And I and I agree with that. The only thing I think which may be a problem is just the overpopulation, the oversaturation of yeah. superhero shows on uh CW because here's the problem with the CW network. CW Network is only Monday through Friday. They've only got five nights and they've only got two hours of programming on each night. It's from 8 to 10. So it's like if you've got a four – right now we've got four shows on. So there's four shows on Monday through Thursday. Every night you've got a superhero show. If you add another one, that means you're going to have to double dip superhero shows on either Monday through Thursday or throw one on Friday. And, and Friday is like where shows go to die, man. Well, here's the thing with Friday. Friday is good just because on the CW Network – CW Network is a big network when it comes to they read the analytics. That's the only reason we have Supernatural because Supernatural sat on Friday nights for two seasons. And it was like they were reading the analytics. They were seeing the day plus sevens. And they were like, oh, shit. Like, this show is getting good ratings. It's not getting good ratings on Friday night. But on the day plus seven or, you know, the day plus three, like, they're getting good ratings. People are watching this. And they understood it. And we're able to market it that way, which is very, very smart on their part. Um, not to mention the DVD sales and the syndication sales because they were already in season, you know, seven, eight, nine. Um, but I think that would be a great way to maybe either get another show Monday through Thursday or also get us Constantine back. Because if you could put Constantine on Friday night on CW, yes, it died on on NBC on Friday nights. But it wouldn't die in the CW on Friday nights because they're looking at the day plus seven. They're looking at all and, the analytics. And that's the thing. A lot of networks, for some unknown reason, 
don't address the fact that we live in a time where we have DVR now where people will record it and save it up and then watch a couple episodes back to back. And so, I mean, people have made fun of this uh, with Fox and NBC's going that way now too where they don't give a, a thing a damn chance. I remember – a couple years back, they had this killer show called The Class, and it won, like, Emmys. It won Emmys for actors. It won Emmys for best comedy. And, like, cool, one season, we're pulling the plug, and you're like, you you won all of these awards. Why? And it's because it's, it's not giving the ratings they want day of, so they're just like, eh, and they just pull the plug. Well, that was on CBS, and I can't remember. There was a little brunette that was on the show who – Ended up doing great things afterwards. She's on Masters of Sex now. She's been on a lot of yeah, other the, shows. Yeah, uh, the guy yeah. who's on um, Modern Family. Uh, yeah, uh, he was on Doc it. Samson in, in the MCU. He was on there too. Yeah, like there was multiple people that have gone on to do these great shows. Hell, the guy who played Shane on The Walking Dead was in it. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was these great, great actors that were in it that moved on, but it was because it wasn't, you know, popping – the the it, checking the boxes, if you will, of what they wanted when they wanted it, they just cut it, and I was like, and it was funny because at the time there was some website, it was like the class website where you could go and you pay money and you could find where your classmates were online, and they mm -hmm. even kind of helped back it. And it wasn't called the class; it was I can't even remember what it's called because it's not around anymore. But like yeah. they had financial backing from other places, and they still couldn't make it work. And I was like. Holy shit, like you've got these famous now famous actors on it. It it was a funny show and it yeah. just couldn't work. And that's the I one just, thing I'll give CW. Just, yeah, they, they just they don't give anything a chance. And it's funny because if you go back and look at older shows which are now iconic, like Friends had issues in the first couple seasons. Oh yeah. Mash had issues in the first couple seasons. And these are considered like some of the greatest shows of all time. It's because that, that that executive was like, we're going to give it a chance. Yeah. All right. That's what Look we're going to do. Look at Seinfeld. Seinfeld was not supposed to make it. Like they wanted to cancel it season one. And then somebody in corporate said, you know what? L let's give it a little time. Let's let it grow some legs. And now, I mean, you can't turn on a TV station without Seinfeld being replayed or rerun at any given time. Same thing with Friends. Yeah. Friends is rerun on stations all the time, even though it wasn't supposed to make it out of season one. Yeah, it's true, man. I, I just think that's why I think uh, people – going back to something you said earlier, you're the only one who has cable. It's because a lot of people are, are losing their faith in these cable networks because they don't give anything a damn chance. Well, it's true. And also, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm – like I said, I'm a new age nerd is the coin term I want to coin is uh, I love sports. I love, uh, you know, live events like football and basketball and pro wrestling and, you know, UFC and things like that. And it's like I can't watch these things. I can't get my UFC pay-per-views. I can't get, you know, live pro wrestling. I can't get my football games and my college football games and basketball and hockey and all that stuff if I don't have cable. So it's like I'm kind of a uh, – a slave to cable because I'm a sports fan, which, uh, oh, my God, I'm a sports fan. I'm a nerd. Like, I'm a new age nerd. Like, I can like things like that. I can even spit game to ladies, guys. Sorry. So, I mean, <laughs> I can do things that you wouldn't expect me to do because you put me in a box, but I can definitely do that. And, you know, I, I totally, totally agree with that and get that. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, guys, it's been an amazing night. I'm looking at the clock, and I cannot believe I've had you on two hours now, not to mention the half an hour I had you in the car. 
you uh, I, I bow my head to you and in Evie just because of the mere fact that you stayed with me on this this ramble session that was the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce and I cannot wait to have you guys back on again because it has been amazeballs what is the best way to get a hold of you guys and what do you want guys to see and what's coming out next all right, best way to get a hold of us is you can comment on our Facebook page. You can hit us up on Twitter. We're always going to be uh, responding to those. Um, definitely keep your eyes peeled in the next couple of weeks uh, for some announcements regarding uh, projects we have upcoming uh, and new videos. We're hoping to film some new videos coming up here in the next couple of days. So keep an eye out for that, and hopefully give us some likes on Facebook. Awesome. And also, speaking of that, you can hit us up at – at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also hit us up at HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Also, our good friend Buck, the Mega Buck from Retro Game Treasure, is going to be coming on soon. So don't forget to send us your emails to him about uh, all your retro game. Our, your emails to him about all of your retro game treasure questions to HH Podcast Show at gmail.com. Also, don't forget Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show, and you can give us a like. And don't forget, when you go on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags you want to put in. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later, guys. Later, guys.